This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over Westside, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for Westside niggas. Nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money. Yo, what up, though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tinfoil Hat Titan, aka the Conspiracy Realist, aka the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles. AKA, I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say JU Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. <laughs> AKA, West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was. And a bester ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dane, three underscores, three, one, three. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It's the honorable Judge Boss Dame and his bitch. All rise. I already gave a warning. It's not part of the intro. I just I just had to <laughs> let people know. I, I'm still a black belt. I was and wondering. Don't, don't fuck around and find out. I was wondering if you were still a black belt. <laughs> yeah, don't me? fuck around and find out. Yo, what, I'm whooping what? ass on a daily. And the apology tour is going through the whole winter. The apology tour? Yeah, I'm giving niggas the, ch- the chance to apologize to me. Acknowledge me. Oh, okay. Because my birthday coming up. Welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, <laughs> episode 389. On you hoes. Uh, so you did the revenge tour all summer. So now you're going to a you on an apology tour. Oh no, my bad. I just got the name wrong. It's still the revenge tour. So this is this is what I'm getting Cause, everybody. Because then it seemed like you about to go apologize to everybody you was disrespectful no, to. Nope. <laughs> nope. I everybody getting 30 days starting October 1st. My birthday is November 1st. I know it's 31 days. In October, but I want to start celebrating on the 31st because Halloween is my holiday also. Okay. So you got until the 30th to apologize to me. Start November the 1st. If I see you, I'm just smacking the shit out you. Mm. You want to go as Pac and should? <laughs> we should. We've been saying that for a long time. We were supposed to do Jan Dame also from Rockefeller. Yeah. Craig and Day Day. Craig and Day Day, that could be done. Yeah. You feel me? Real easy. Yeah. Maybe. Somebody having a party? Nah. Oh. <laughs> Anywho, uh, well, uh, how, how was your week, my brother? It was all right, man. I got to talk to you off camera. There's somebody that we mutually know that's pissing me cl- smooth the fuck off. I know she knows you and Trinidad Anthony. Shout out to Ant. Okay. All right. can, can you not say but say on the pod? No. Okay. She just pissing me smooth the fuck off. Okay. This person, do they know another person that me and you know? I don't know. Once oh. I once I see somebody know you and Aunt, I know what type of person they are. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? <laughs> I know what type of person they are. Uh, a great upstanding <laughs> individual. That's 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 basically Yampy. 
Uh, he's about to be a married man. When and get married? Like soon. Well, you know, a couple months, some months. Okay, you know, we gonna, we gonna do some bachelor party shit. You know, it was all over the socials, and, and I saw the ring. I just didn't know they announced today. Well, I don't see they, Anthony they, they, as much as you do, so he doesn't communicate with me like that. Well, they don't haven't announced the date, but like you know, you can't soil that man's name. Except I'm not, he, I'm not he, soiling he, his name. I'm just saying. And then I'm that seems so soon to get married. You can stretch an engagement out a couple years. <laughs> you can stretch an engagement out a few years. That how, that how ring many, that ring put like a how many years were you engaged before you got married? Uh, it was it was quick. <laughs> <laughs> it was quick. Uh, I I proposed like on oh, her. What's the air quote? Because I didn't I didn't do it right. I didn't do it right. I don't think we've ever talked about this. How how did you actually do the proposal? So look, man, I was I was going to the jewelry store just perusing. Yeah. And the jewelry store had the sale on rings. Her birthday was coming up. I was sale. like, I was like, yo, buy her jewelry for a birthday. Buy her jewelry <laughs> for her birthday. Now it was you and her at the at the No, no, I was I was making this run by myself, which is probably where Yeah. Where the fuckery start? Like you're not being. Who just? I'm just gonna go to the jewelry store. No, like I was out at the mall, yeah. jewelry store. So fuck it, I'm I'm gonna go in see what they got. Don't look at rings. I was looking at jewelry. <laughs> I was looking at jewelry, and I saw a ring, and I was like, "Yo, she'll probably like this for her birthday." Yeah. <laughs> so like we was just like at the house kicking it, like kind of snuggled up, and I was. <laughs> and I I was giving her the ring to be like, you know, happy birthday. Was this her birthday? <laughs> yes, but hear me out. I was giving her the ring to be like, happy birthday. But like, as I was putting it on, I was like, man, we should probably get married in like a year or so. Like, we already living together. We got a baby. <laughs> like, I'm saying this in conjunction with like slipping her birthday gift on. Okay, so you 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 backed into a proposal. You didn't realize you was proposing while you, you was saying. I just all thought I was having like a. This is my boo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was giving I was giving her some of that. I was, <laughs> I was I was thinking I was like you know. You was sweet talking to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. I was not. It was. Yo, that's wild on a woman's birthday and to sweet talk her and give her a ring that. Quite possibly fits on her 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 finger. That's the finger, and then give her some smooth nothings. <laughs> Why you doing it? But that was my girlfriend, and I loved her, and I we had a baby. We was living together. I was, yeah. We gonna get, you know, what I'm saying we gonna do this thing anyway. So look, it all went into that, and then my mother said something to me the next day about being engaged, <laughs> and I was like, huh? So did she say yes? Like how does like she was excited? I was thinking that she was excited for the gift. Like, this wasn't my plan to propose <laughs> like that. I'm thinking she excited for the gift. My mama said something about me being engaged. Like, the next day we was talking. I'm like, like what's she talking about? She's like, well, she told me about the ring. Like, it was still like a secret. And then I'm thinking like, oh. I This is fucking crazy. I But I didn't get down on one knee. I didn't ask for her father's permission, which mm. I... My father-in-law is like an incredible man. I I love him to death. Like he he that guy. But I think like somewhere we've always been good. You know, 
I've had points in my life where he probably wasn't my biggest fan. Yeah. But like he always been fair with me and he always been kind. But I think me not asking him. Yeah. Yeah. Let me clear. You didn't ask yourself. So, (laughs) (laughs) but you're supposed to ask her daddy. You know what I'm saying? And I always felt like he's never verbalized nothing. But I just feel like I feel a way. Like if that was my one of my daughters and some nigga did the same thing. Like you about you got a she's in twelfth grade. grade. Yeah. You know, a couple years, somebody might be. Knocking on the door. Uh, Mr. Bradley, uh, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> he better not come over to see me empty-handed. That's all I know. Mm. Like a dowry. Bring you the goats, then you can have my daughter? I mean, <laughs> you coming to ask for like one of my most prized possessions. Mm. Mm. My, <laughs> my, my blood. <laughs> my creation. Nigga, you better not just show up here hat in hand. All right, here's a bottle of uh, Don Julio. <laughs> like, can I marry it, your daughter? It, it would, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, like, here's, it's 19, a, here's some 1942. It's, can I marry your daughter? No, but like, you should present me with something. I'll be honest, it used to be the other way around. Okay, well, take my daughter from me. Here, take this because she's another mouth to feed. No, nah, man, trying to give. I mean, that's just how it, that's I know how that's I how it was, but that mouth, she can stay here as long as she wants to. Without no worry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's her daddy house. Like, she ain't. Now, I probably wouldn't tell her that verbally because she would push it to the limit. But, like, sure. any. But, like, my kids, I'm yeah. not I'm not with that. You got to get out shit. My son got another year in college. And, look, man, if you ain't got a job lined up, if you ain't got some money coming in, if you haven't figured it out, fuck it. We'll figure it out here. I got beds upstairs. Like, this may not be ideal for what you want. But, like, it ain't the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's a couple rules around here. This ain't the lap of luxury, but like, nigga, you won't be homeless. You can come home to a warm house or a cool house. There's <laughs> food around. Like, ain't nobody going to take your food. You yeah. know, your shit going to be where it was at when you left. So I'm saying, like, if you don't figure it out, you ain't got to rush out into the world because the world colder than a motherfucker. Yes, it is. You know what I'm saying? It's frigid out there and don't nobody get no fuck, especially when you a man. People give less of a fuck about an able-bodied man not being able to figure some shit out. There's no sympathy from the world from that shit. <laughs> no matter how old you is. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know one. So how do you balance that? So how do you balance um uh providing or having a, a safe landing space all the time and not pushing somebody out? But also knowing that because the world is so cold, I have to prepare you to be in this cold world. Like sometimes I got to not push you out. But like one thing, one thing, my father in law just talking about him again, that I remember him saying to me and it always run true because my ex-wife is one, two, three, four girls and she got a brother. Yeah. And he was like, anytime you had daughters like your your house and your heart is always going to be open for them. Big fact. And I just look at that with like. Just kids, period. Like, I was grown and independent, but I knew, like, if shit hit the fan, like, when my pops was alive, like, nigga, if my back was up against the wall and I had to, like, the walls are crumbling in and I got to ask him for help, Yeah, he going to extend the olive branch. And I want to be that for my kids. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm not going to be, like, my oldest be struggling with that cell phone bill. Well, my nigga, you're going to have to learn money management. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, yeah. it's $114. I'm going to need you to, <laughs> fit. you work. 
I'm just gonna need you to figure that out better. Figure but like, sure. you know, if the fucking axle went off, went down on your car, like, I right, man, what you got to put with it? Like, yeah. I'm just not gonna lead a car that's in my name in the middle of Grand River. We gonna try and figure it out. So I'm willing to help, but you got to put forth effort too. Like, there's a difference where like I can't find a job. Rented this two bedroom apartment is fourteen fifty. I make seventeen dollars an hour. Well, you're not in a position to afford that rent, so stay here, save some money, find a better job, and then once you get your shit together, go out there and do it. That's different than like I'm sitting on the couch all day and I ain't been beat in two K since five o'clock this morning, and it's four in the afternoon. Like that's the shit I'm not gonna tolerate. Man, I seen both of those and seeing both of those and it's and you know not being a parent or the parent it's hard to be like you know this nigga ain't never getting off the couch if you don't like but, but like what, what do you what do you what do you do i mean i'm yeah. i'm a man 24 7 so like if i see so i know a young man now who's a little for lack of a better term a little wayward at the moment, you know, tr- trying to figure out yeah. what his next move going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like he had this good job working in Alaska. They was cl- just hear me out. They was clothing him. They was housing him, giving him vehicles to drive. You only got to work here six months out the year. They pay him like it's 12 months, ship you home for the next six months. He did some stupid shit out there and it was like, you can't work here no more. So now he been back in Detroit for going on a year. And I see him every now and again because that's my homegirl's son. And it's like, you know, you was 19 last year. Now you 20 creeping up on 21. And, like, you real good at 2K already. You already got (laughs) your bill. You in the wreck all day. Like, y'all running shit. But, like, my nigga, what are you going to do? You got to find something that somebody going to pay you money to do. Like, you got to have a skill. That someone would give you money weekly or biweekly. So you know what the hustle be what niggas be saying when they not when they fake looking for a job. When my man said he gonna put my resume in here and, mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting for the people to call me back. I'm gonna start in like three weeks. If a nigga tell you they putting your resume in, he's lying. Okay, that's not a thing no more. You better put your application online. So I'm just saying, like so when I look at like that end of the spectrum. Like, I would probably be doing shit to make that nigga life uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to turn the Wi-Fi off. I'm going to change the password during the hours of 9 and 5 while I'm at work. Because I don't want you here, like, thinking it's a party. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to have, like, all the shit you like to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be some of it there. Yeah, I get it. But I'm going to start drying you out. Yeah. Instead of respecting that that's your orange juice and I'm not going to drink it, guess what? I'm going to drink it and I might pour something down the damn <laughs> down the damn sink just to fuck with you. Because I'm going to make shit uncomfortable. Because yeah. if you want shit comfortable and you want it to be your waiting. Life ain't comfortable. Fuck no. Especially when you're Life not paying rent. It's not always comfortable. You feel me? And people are just uncomfortable. When you are a man. Like, I just, I'm going to keep saying it. Nobody gives a fuck. Like, get your, every, if if you a man and you got two legs that you can walk on, people be looking at you like, you all right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You can do something. He can do something. That's a, don't nobody give a fuck fuck what you do, but you can do something. In my mind, it's easy for, for sister to come back home like, yo, something's going on. I, I need, I need his place to play. Or like, I'm coming to the crib like, yo, dad, I need to. And they come back home with two, with two garbage bags. Like my father would probably like so. 
Growing up, it was the 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 idea of a mom and my dad was like, look, you can stay as long as you want, right? But when you leave, you gotta go. You gotta stay gone. Yeah, like don't leave too early. And that used to be the thing. I don't know how true that was because I feel like if some ever really really fucked up, but I never tested the theory. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I stayed as long as I I needed to, and and dipped. So. I never tested the theory. Like I left at nineteen. My mom always like, if you need to come home, the world get too cold. She wrote me this real nice letter. And I and I was just too stubborn, you know what I'm saying? But then like one time I needed to come home. <laughs> I needed it, just like for like six months. And I called my dad because I figured if I can get him to agree, I know my mama gone. And, and I laid out the whole plan, how much I was gonna save every month. He let me get the whole thing out. He was like, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't come back. He said, You got too much shit and you got too many kids. But you're gonna figure it out though. And he's and like he was starting to hang up. I called the house phone. <laughs> so you know I can hear it leaving his yeah, ear. Yeah, yeah, the house and taking phone. Was... That. Then I heard him pick it back up and he's like, and don't call and ask your mama. <laughs> and then he wow. hung up. And I was like, fuck, what am I gonna do? But I figured it the fuck out. Yeah. You're like sometimes and you And that's what I'm talking about. Like there's a balance of, you know. Figure you know, it the fuck out. Yeah. My parents, they gave me a little bit of tough love. And I don't know if because they couldn't do whatever it was or they just wanted me to figure it out myself. But, like, you're going to figure this shit out. Like, and every time I figured it out and it helped me because now when shit get crazy, like, I'm I'm going to figure this shit out. Yeah, but if you think you're going to sit and eat Oreos and play Madden all day on my couch, I'm going to help you figure it the fuck out yeah. real quick. All right, man, let us stop being rude. Let's introduce our guest, man. <laughs> we can jump. We bring y'all in on some of the kind of topics or what have you. Um, but... uh to my right so we was on the pod two weeks ago and having conversations about everything that was going on with the uaw and everything like that oh yeah and um, i know this gentleman here who had a podcast in here was strictly about the uaw and things of that nature and he can talk about it very intelligently and i respect his mind so i reached out to him um uh, to have him on because i just can't be talking and be right all the time and because i mm. could be wrong uh so i'll bring somebody uh who can uh try to help give us some clarity you know what i mean uh the other side of the game but uh go ahead introduce yourself um and you can introduce well she can introduce herself good evening good afternoon my name is kennedy just like the president i am a uaw member from local 140 and i represent myself when i speak about the uaw i do not represent the uaw Uh, i am a member of the uaw a proud dues paying member but i do speak for myself and i work at warren truck assembly plant home of the grand wagoneer and the wagoneer and the ram classic that's what's up thank you for coming out Absolutely. Ram Classic. Okay. Ram classic. I am Vaquita Q Taylor. Um, everybody calls me Q. I'm the recording secretary for Local 51, but mm-hmm. I as well speak for myself and not Local 51, although I represent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm in house. Sweet, sweet. How Appreciate y'all both been? y'all having out, coming out. How y'all week been? Uh, it's been cool. It's uh, been a little been... tense. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine y'all probably tense. got a lot of going on. We'll we'll probably get into that. Well, we definitely will get into that. So listen, man. Before uh the the mics came on, I said we got some news that's been twenty seven years in the making. Uh, today there was an arrest made uh in the murder oh, of Tupac Shakur. Wow, I'm on the right podcast. Uh, Keefe D finally got arrested all right uh, saw that today 
Um, Keefy D has been talking about this for quite some time. If you don't know who Keefy D is, he is the uncle of Orlando. What's Orlando's last name? Orlando Jones. Yeah, Orlando Jones, the that's guy Orlando that Brown. Orlando. No, that's not Orlando Brown. Oh. Um, but he the one that got jumped and beat up in, in uh, Las Vegas and ultimately came back, mm. according to Keefy D, who came back and shot Pac through the window the whole nine yards. Uh, Keefy D was a drug dealer. Um, Crip, um, hired for protection by Puffy. Um, and he's been talking about this for, for quite some time because he was offered a proffer. Um, he wore wire too, because he took me telling. Um, so long, long story short, I guess he was under the impression that he can continue talking about this because they got a deal mm. basically not to arrest or whatnot. But he's been talking and did so many interviews for so much time. It's like the question is one, was that proffer only good for that time while you were in there specifically? And two, maybe we can't use what you said exactly in the proffer. However, if you go out and say it another time and lead to more information, mm. uh, we can probably use this against you. We 100% know he was in the in the car. He's put himself in the car. He said who was the shooter. You involved. He said even passed the gun to his nephew. Like Wow. You you like so Fish wouldn't get caught if he kept his mouth closed. <laughs> I have no I have first of all, I have absolutely no sympathy for Keefy D and what he dealing with. Uh I'm glad there's going to be some sense of justice to this case. He's the only one left alive too, by the way. Everybody else that was in the car is dead. Oh you got, wow. You gotta hang for it. Yeah. You gotta hang for it. And I mean, you know, this is a case that I've been watching since I was what, fourteen years old? You know what I'm saying? So like I'm I'm happy to see some 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 form of closure with it. Yeah. And like it's not like it's, full, a, it's a full circle moment. And it's not like made up closure. Like it was 100% involved. Yeah. Uh we no one knows who the actual shooter was. It was four people in a white Cadillac Eldorado that was rented. Um and one of those four people did the shooting. Uh he put it on his he put it on his nephew, but his nephew was already dead. So, wow, you know what I'm saying? His nephew got his his nephew was already dead. So whether he my did nigga, it, everybody you trying to pin the bitch on gone except you. So you gonna you gonna hang for the shit? Yeah, you got 26 years free, my nigga. I feel no sympathy. You walked around like a free man mm. for, around, for a long like time. 25 years is life. So hey, he he got away from yeah. Life. What's so funny is Pop being gone longer than he was alive. He was only 25 when he died, when he was murdered. Um, and it's been 27 years since that happened. Wow. Um, I don't know, man. They raided his house a couple weeks ago, um, and they said they found some information. They found something. I, I hope. I hopefully. I, know, I hope you don't got like the gun. Like, what could you possibly years. have this? This. You know oh how God. niggas be, man. They want to show off the souvenir. Oh, man. I'm, a I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's a good idea, but like I've seen, I've seen niggas do it. We we all watch Menace. There's a tape. Like I've seen niggas do shit like this before. Just hold on to it. Yeah, I think like if men specifically, if we could just live out whatever it is and then don't keep nothing, 
Life would be good. I seen so many niggas who get caught <laughs> he up with said some. Live out whatever. <laughs> niggas have old text messages and videos and oh, stuff. Oh like, pictures. My goodness. This was four Just years ago. Go. Why you still got this in your phone? Receipts. You know, just Never to know. you know receipts. Go, that's what receipts. it is. Go back and relive the moment. Yeah. <laughs> now, now look at you. You in court. You know what I'm saying? I think, um, regardless, everybody needs to understand there is a um, it's a principle that what is done. In the dark mm. is going to come to the light. And and although we say that as a cliche, what people need to realize after seeing multiple people get away from some time, but they always get caught. So if you don't learn anything else, what is done in the dark, it's going to come to the light. It's simple. What's your thoughts? He was like, yes. Yeah. So uh, my thoughts on this is from a, not a, not a, I'm not going to say a slightly different perspective, but um, I was hearing about Keefe D getting arrested and the things um, they're raiding his home and things of that nature. Um, but I do know Tupac's murder also was the reason why Biggie Smalls was murdered as well. So I mean that that's I'm I'm a really big Biggie's fan and, yeah, for I, sure. and, I, and I know that his connection with Puffy and Puffy said that he I think to the extent that Puffy wished that that they could be dealt with I guess got some death row and. And I'm not saying that they did it for Puffy. I think they did it because of the accident that happened to Orlando. And I, and I, from what I understand is once they killed Pac, they was expecting money from Puffy. Like you said that you wanted them gone. So yeah. and then Puffy didn't want to pay him. So therefore, yeah. Puffy did not want to pay him. So therefore, so allegedly Biggie was made an example of. Well, no, allegedly Puffy gave up the hundred thousand. He gave it to I can't think remember the guy's name, but he took the money and he opened up a nightclub with it. And Keefe D and them never got there money and there's also so what so so you're saying it had nothing to do with biggie being murdered uh i, I can't say it had nothing to do with uh i think biggie got murdered because he went to la way too soon he was in la six months after Pac died on uh sway in the morning uh rapping up tupac this in la oh wow you know nobody till somebody kills you you know what i'm like Fam, it's too soon. It's too soon. Mm, I, I think there had to be some sort of motive besides like. Well, a, no, a for respect, sure. Like, but thing, so the, this know. case being solved, like the Biggie murder as well as the Pac murder, been solved. Like it's been solved unofficially for a long time. Like they know who is the person who did the shooting for Pac and who did the shooting mm. like for Big. Like the case been solved for some quite some time, but. Um, it's interesting. I'll be honest. I have spent um, an unhealthy amount of time looking into Tupac's murder and death. Mm-hmm. Like, since so 13, you, 14 years old. So were you one of the ones who didn't believe he was dead and watched the, the autopsy and things? that I, I did take a look at all the autopsy shit. I did, too. Uh-huh. Wow. It was uh, a website you can go on then. I forgot. I remember that. Yeah. Thing. And they had to, when he was, the, yeah. So I was a little bit older at the time, and I was a really big Biggie fan. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, but I didn't get all into the... um like his murder and things of that nature when it happened it was it was a tragic thing and uh and i remember at that time you know i was in, i was in college and it was just like either you was on this side or you was on that side Big that's just right. the way it was right. you know and it really and most people were were on the tupac side right that's just he had the more fame whatever the case may be but i was a really big biggie fan yeah um so i remember the morning when biggie got killed I remember I was working in a restaurant. I was working at Bennigan's. 
right? I was down in Ben Rouge. <laughs> what are you talking about, Vinnegan's? Like yeah, this? yeah. Right. There used to be a ton of them. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I walked into Bennigan's. Oh, Steak and Ale used to own Bennigan's. You remember Steak and Ale? Yeah, yeah. They was right, they'd be right next door to each yeah. other almost. This channel. So anyway, I, I walked into Bennigan's, and I remember looking up, there was a TV there, and I'm, that's when they still had smoking and non-smoking sections. Yeah. The TV was right between the smoking and non-smoking section. And I remember looking up, and it was going across the screen, and a guy was sitting there, and his name was Chad. i never forget and he had a mouthful of gold teeth. He was a cook. He was straight from Baton Rouge. He was from Glen Oaks. And he said, yeah, we got your man. And he was just standing there smiling like, we got your man. And, and I looked up, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But it was like he was taking, like, this satisfaction, like, yeah. and I was just, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. and he was just like, we got your man. Like, your t- my team got hit, now your team got hit. Yeah. You know, but I always wonder what would the hip hop scene be had these men live? Right. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be a totally different thing. Definitely. And I will say this. Um They was twenty four and twenty five years old. Tupac That's was a crazy. Tupac was was the person who literally had what they call the riders, right? And just how they had January sixth and people doing things, climbing buildings, Tupac had that type of power. Right. Tupac could say, I want a million thug march in DC and a million dudes would have showed up. He had that he had that type of influence influence at like the rap game would look significantly different we hadn't seen they hadn't even give us if they would have been alive their best albums were still in front of them i just think culture would be different you know what i'm saying that's it right there they would have caught all this mess because imagine imagine the people who rose up when they left the scene think about so the life of tupac right we know Pac for like four years dog like in the mainstream from like 91 to like 95, 92 mm. to 95. Well, and people and Pac wasn't Pac in 92. You know what I'm saying? And real like when did Juice come out? 93, 94. 93. So was it in the 90s Juice came out? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So 93, 94, 95. For 3 years, of course, uh matter of fact, he Bishop. shot he shot Juice before his first album came out. It came out a little, the the movie came out afterwards. But he shot Juice before his first album came out. So I'll say 92. So 92, 93, 94, 95. Four years, and it's 27 years later, and that's how big of an impact. And he was a kid. Like, I'm going to fuck up. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to be emotional. I'm 21 through 25 years old. Like, all the... And at the time, I'm 13. I'm 14 years old. So if you older than me by 10 years, like, you, you an adult adult. But, like, as you get older, it's like... My nephew, twenty four, like I, I get that's a a, a big age, right? I like just in the maturity level, the mature like yeah. Life is so different. There's so my son twenty, and it's so much life in front of him, like that he he but, doesn't even but, realize. But one other thing about Tupac, Tupac was raised in a situation where, um, like you said, you have your parent things. Like his his structure wasn't. He had to grow up early. For sure, you know what I'm saying. So he was, well, a, he was, was he was a mature 21, 22. Because you know, if we know his story, like us know his story and his mother's story and things of being a panther and, and the drug abuse and things of that nature, he did a lot of raising. Yeah, he did a he he was in a lot of mature situations. Right, right. So I, even though he age. was young, he was in the person who finding himself. You know what I'm saying? I got this particular background, and I grew up extremely poor, like extremely poor. And now I just got riches out the ass. And since I became famous, I've never went to jail before I was famous. Now I got cases everywhere. Police beating me. Mm-mm. I'm shooting police. Uh, like I got all these cases and 
all this money, all this fame, all this responsibility, and all that. I mean, you I go you go down the Tupac rabbit hole on different speeches and that he did at different colleges and stuff. Not even the not even like on the rap side, but like just as a person. But everybody got this duality. You know what I'm saying? I'm real loyal. So when Pac not in the gang, he point out my man, like, oh, that's my man that's snatching my man chain the other day. He runs off, boom, he start he getting in a fight. Mm. Like you died because you punched the wrong dude. Huh. Like them is your men's, but this gang business. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't you shouldn't have been involved in that. But you just left a Tyson fight. You geeked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Da da da. And you jumped where you shouldn't have. You you riding for your man's. Yo, that's the nigga that took this such a immediately took off on him. Then everybody jumped in, boom, boom, boom. And then he came back. Shot up the car. Like it's not a it's not a giant you know we snuck him out the country and took the cube like you just got caught up in some gang shit. That, yeah, because so many stories came out behind that you know where he was and things that was going on yeah. and who did what, but it was just, it was strictly some hood stuff. Yeah, some hood justice. I'm just glad at the end of the day we have some form of closure with yeah. it. I don't know if y'all been recently uh, watched the interviews from Tupac's father, um, Billy Garland, and. Um, who his mom told him that she was he was dead. You know what I'm saying? Because he even rapped in his song that uh, my father passed away. I couldn't cry because my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger. Mm-hmm. Turns out he wasn't dead. Oh wow! He found Tupac uh, when he saw Juice. He was like, "Fam, that's like that's my son." And he reached out to the family and everything. They told him that he don't want to see you. Never told Tupac. Tupac got shot, went to choir, at Choir Studios. He went to the hospital. Afini was there, and everybody came there. It was like, he looks just like Tupac, by the way, too. Mm. And um, he started a relationship like, yo, I'm here. <laughs> like, I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't dead. But during the time frame that him and Afini was together, uh, the Panthers broke up. They was running in different safe houses. She packed up and dipped and went to Baltimore. Mm. And I had no way to, to get in contact with her. I didn't even know where she was or anything of that nature. Like, how do I get in contact with people who are underground, mm. hiding, running? This not social media. This ain't like running from the government. Yeah. And um, long story short, from that f- time he got shot the first time, him and his father been in each other's life, was in the prison, was at his wedding when he got married in prison, like. It's a very, it's a very, it's a very interesting uh, version of events hearing from him uh, after uh, what was that that little documentary that was on Hulu about Afini, and he was a part of that, and they basically told him it was about something different, and he felt the way. Um, but listening to him talk, it's a, it's a very interesting. He was a Tupac was a very conflicted person who had a whole bunch of trauma. Yeah. Okay, a whole bunch of stuff where like. You listen to the music. We love Afini, and I and the whole nine yards. Like, like I lived a very trauma filled lifestyle. Where I, I used to get beat. My mom was on drugs. Told me my father was dead. My father came back into my life. They hid it from me. Didn't say anything. But I love her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, how do I reconcile that? And I love this man. He he told him like, well, look, I'm grown now. I don't need a father. I don't need a father figure. 
but like we can be cool. Like I, I mean, like we, Kurt can, Franklin. we can have a bond, and they started developing a bond. And I just think about all this shit. I'm like, at the time, we was like twenty three or some shit. Like, can you imagine you thinking your dad dead this whole time? Then he walk in the room, That's looking exactly like me while I'm shot up. Like, went to Jasmine guy house, thinking I'm dying. You know what I'm saying? Like he was there the whole time. Like it's pictures of him and Pac. The Jasmine guy house. That's where Pac went after he got shot. Oh really? They was him and the outlaws. They was hiding out, and when he left, because they was calling the phone like we gonna kill you. (laughs) So he left the hospital that same night for safety, and he was at Jasmine guy house. Um, Just after the second time he got shot. The first time. Oh, the first time he got shot. Yeah. The first time. Wait, was the first time at the studio? Yeah. yeah. Quad City Studio. That's crazy. Oh, that's second when, time. That's when, is, that's when he blamed Biggie, right? That's also a thing that's like a misnomer because he never said Biggie did it. Like even in this interview. Um, so so that's what. So what did the beef come from then? So which is wild because he said over and over again, him specifically, ain't no East Coast West Coast beef. Everybody used to say, ain't no East Coast, West Coast beef, ain't no East Coast, West Coast beef, but we need to do this shit to sell papers. But in the in the article, he said when he went to prison, when he was in jail, niggas is coming up to him like, oh, you don't know who shot you? Biggie Homeboy, Biggie Homeboy shot you. Now, Biggie warned him about the person who ultimately ended up robbing and shooting him in Quad City Studios. He dissed these rappers and these drug dealers. He, just, he dissed these drug dealers in the paper. King Tut, Jimmy Henchman, he dissed him in the paper. They tried to teach him a lesson. They went up there to rob him. He went for his gun. They shot him. Um, his issue was Biggie was like, look, if you Frank White, you king of the city and all the other shit, with some shit happened, you supposed to let, you supposed to facilitate It's supposed that. to go down through him. Yeah, like so. For, here's an example. But where, I mean, but real, but realistically, he, I mean, Biggie was king of New York, but he wasn't king of New York. Correct. Because right? he was they not. I mean, he was king of New York to America, but to the streets of New York, he was like it's some, just a rap moniker. Correct. You yeah, know, it's it, just it, a, it was like mm-hmm. some. He was a, he was one of the shiny shoots, and and they were the the Timberland boots. That they, they really that wasn't their style. Yeah. Right? So like it was an issue that went down in L.A. with Tretch and some Rolling Sixty Crips, right? And something happened, and yo Pac was like, yo, this. Let me get you back with the, like if you under my if I tell you to come to my neighborhood, something happened to you. I'm responsible to, for fixing that situation or letting you get your. Yo, these are two people who need to meet and handle that shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's the courtesy he was expecting um, back. Like if you're supposed to be Mr. Big Bag, like, yo, let me know what the fuck is going on in this situation. Other people shouldn't be coming at me mm-hmm. telling me that your man's that you your man's did something to me like you should be there. But he never ever said Biggie shot me, like that wasn't never. And he said, well, I don't, "Yeah, I don't think he said Biggie shot him, but he was saying that kind of like he was not kind of indirect, like maybe responsible or, or could have prevented it, things of that nature." He felt a way from his words that at the time I came into the studio, all everybody was in the studio that night, all the East Coast rappers and everybody there. And everybody knew it was coming up. Everybody knows coming up. When I come up, y'all acting like y'all sh- y'all. Like, y'all not expecting to see me. Now, from their end, they was like, nigga, we ain't think the nigga was coming up here shot. You know what I'm saying? You get off the elevator, like, shot and bloody and shit. They looking like, oh, shit, look, looking like you seen a ghost. Also. Wasn't expecting to see you like that. Yeah. And Biggie did some real shit that night, too. He went and got the. So there was a 
Biggie went and got some guns that was stuffed in the piano because the police was going to come up there. He got one of them niggas' guns stuck in the piano. He even came to the hospital. He tried to come to the hospital right. the night that Pac uh, went there, but they wouldn't let him through. So it wasn't like Biggie not a bad guy. Like he not like this evil dude that tried to set up Tupac to get him killed or no shit like that. That's the narrative that was out despite their individual words. He said... He had words for Puffy. <laughs> uh, he had words for everybody. Like, nigga, I know what time it is. Mm-mm. But after that, in real life, all that shit happened is a beef because one of Suge's best friends and Puffy's best friends got into a shootout and somebody got killed. And they hated each other ever since. Because one of my mans got killed over some shit y'all was Black doing. man. Yep. That's all I gotta say. Black man, black man. If you watched the BMF documentary, it was one of their men's too. Wolf and somebody yeah. else. It was a big shootout in the street. And uh cause you think about it, when Puffy and Suge was cool, cause on Biggie first album, he had a whole bunch of uh death row samples on that shit. Things didn't change on this side. Remember we used to bump and yeah. now they, like it was a whole bunch. He like, nigga, we gave him everything. We was cool. Some street shit happened between them two and then that Formed a wedge. That rift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, 27 years, a long time. Before a lot of people even listened to this power was even born. <laughs> like. You just caught them up. Yeah. I hope it's a real. I hope it's something real, though. Like, they don't let you plead out to something. I would give you two years probation or some shit like that. Cause you basically been running around telling the story of how you was in the car when he got killed and you passed the gun and all this shit. Like you did it at his age and being that, you know, the is so far between it happening. And now do you think he's safe in jail? I don't think he is. I don't, I don't think people, uh, people find any reason to have something to, to rah rah about. Um, the art and the, the art of dialogue bomb first, and at the time when I used to listen to DJ Vlad, uh, everybody who has been anybody that was connected to this story, I've, I watched the interview and everybody's, and you've pieced every single thing together. I don't know who's safe and who not. I wouldn't think he, I, I would think that the people he would, he would need to be worried about is either dead or they too old to even do anything to him. Because yeah. the younger generation people do something like that. It's just that's what I'm saying. Like, well, gang rules is different though. West Coast is different. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different. But Pop wasn't a, wasn't wasn't a gang. No, he McKe- wasn't. He wasn't. McKeefy D is. Well, see, right. But so that's what I'm saying. But he, if he was responsible for Pop, if Pop wasn't, I mean, I don't know if he was affiliated or what the case may be. He was. He was somebody who was an outsider coming in, so it really wasn't like. So the the whole that mob shit he used to talk about at the rap game, nigga, this mob like that's a mob pyro. That's a that's a set. Mm. But he wasn't in the gang. He was just friends with all right. the gang members, and like by proxy, they used to you know is guilt by association. You know what I'm saying? I'm just shouting out my homies. Yeah, but then some of the homies because you pop, no, you down. Like no, he his he celebrity mob. made him down. Yeah, like so. It's like getting an honorary degree. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Little Wayne being the blood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
It's like Chris Brown being the blood. You feel me? Like, have, have you listened to that well, new Lil well, Wayne project, any? But the the, huh. the thing about um, in New Orleans, they have those gangs that that yeah. you know those. Yeah, are, Wayne wasn't a part of it though. Yeah, they are. Remember it? I don't know if you remember the because uh, I got videos with, with Wayne and all them. They had they all they blue rags on and shit. Like nigga, remember used to be a crib? Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> Uh, Whoever got the best price on extortion <laughs> Right I'm gonna find that picture and shit But listen man I'm glad he can get a little bit of um, A little bit of um, We can get a little bit of closure On this whole well, thing What's unfortunate that That's one of the things that As black men we export to each other You know this The red and the blue It's like so many other things That we could probably export to each other Yeah inside, Something like that And carrying that all over the nation Because um, That's one thing that has made it from All the way west all the way east, you know? Yeah. And then from the Midwest to the South, things of that nature. The, the negative spreads really quickly. I blame it on crack. Unfortunately. That's what spread the gangs. Yeah, once yeah, the crack got to gangs, now, like when you think about the different cities who didn't have it, gangs cause, cause at they all. Le- they left to go to sell and to serve and other Set up yeah. shop. Yeah. Let me go send some dudes down here to St. Louis. Let me see some people right. down Detroit. And then you start putting people on and now you got to set a California crip set is in New Jersey. Like that don't even make sense. They claiming a hood in New Jersey, claiming a hood from California. Mm. Yeah. Now I don't mean that in a, in a disrespectful way. I'm pretty sure that, you know, y'all are as tough as y'all are, but like, well, y'all remember banging in Little Rock? Absolutely, I, I vividly remember watching banging in Little Rock. I think we all remember that trauma, because <laughs> who did? Like, I swear to God, dog, after that shit came out, it was game banging everywhere. They taught people how to stack, what you do to get initiated, the well, whole night. Well, well, I don't know if you, if y'all remember. I mean, y'all remember colors? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the headbands and things of that nature and all. Absolutely, that. Okay. I love colors. But you know, I got a whole. So to you me, know, that's what I got a whole conspiracy thing about, like how the 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 movie industry um, sold and packaged us um, gangs for like four and a half years, and then they just packaged it. We watched Colors, uh, Menace to Society, Boys mm-hmm. in the Hood, like every the hood music. classic movie. It, was strategic, it came definitely. from like nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety five. Like so, in those five to six years, the golden era. All. T- the golden era. Yeah. So after you watch the movie, then we don't take com- you- What did Common say? I used to love her. Right. What did Common say? Right. Common put he put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the Crips and the Blood had two albums, Banging on Wax. Banging on Wax. I remember that. Yeah, I remember Banging on Wax. They had the hand the, with the rag in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Banging on Wax. Yeah, I remember that. We teach y'all how to gang bang. We teach y'all how to do all this shit. The energy of this movie. Then we give you the soundtrack so you can take the energy of yep. that movie home and relive it and listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. Yeah. Same thing they did with the pimp culture in right the on. 70s with the perms and the processed hair and all like all that shit was given to us in the black exploitation mm-hmm. side and then I wasn't Who clones have wrong? It's real. <laughs> For real. That was real. Like so, yo, we gonna, we gonna teach you how to disrespect women. We gonna mm-hmm. teach you how to process hair, be a pimp. Um, all through the only reason that it was so attractive to us is because they was beating up the police with fake karate. Look at this. We getting oppressed, right? And you got this pimp dude beating up the police. He look cool. He got all the women. He sniffing coat. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? 
Now he pimping. Now pimping is good thing. Now we don't care about our black women. They bitches. Yeah. They hoes. We process hair. We we dress different. We we saying the word nigga differently because I don't even know that the way that we use nigga now, other than them black exploitation films, I can't. I have never seen anybody use the word nigga like they use it. How we use it now. Mm-hmm. But like that's a fact. So this programming. Throw that out there. No, now they pimps and hoes. Oh, this programming. Throw out. Oh, now they now they gang banging. Yep. Right now they got a different package. They post. They they they. <laughs> now they no after the gang banging. Oh, now we drug users. You feel me? Now we give you the drug user package. Mm-hmm. Now everybody addicted package. to drugs, uh, drugs, and now yeah. we got the other package they're giving out right now. It's a new one too, though. Why like everybody think they the plug, or everybody think they got a scam going. Yeah, the scam culture is crazy. Who you bank with? I'm not telling. <laughs> I'm not telling. Cash at me. <laughs> you man, got time? Man, one of my, one of my homegirls. Let me see your social. That's what I don't get, right? So her, her her Facebook is Cash App, Cash App, all this scams and shit. But it's a video of her saying like, yo, this real and blah, blah, blah. But like, this is not the first time. I've seen two different people I know that have a video up and they like, yo, my page has been hacked. There's an altered video of me. I'm like, but that's you though. No, oh, man. Wow. The scam just upgrading. That's so all. I'm like, it did, is. did did they are they holding you for ransom? Did like did you think it was that like, yo, we'll give you the money if you make this video? Like, I don't understand how a video so, you so how does that how does that scam work? Cause uh what is that? Like, I mean the cash app? Yeah. And you send them your information. Anybody yeah. can do anything with your information. Yeah. But I, I don't understand like how does that make sense? I'm going to give you my I'm going to give you my personal information. Two hundred for five thousand dollars. You can't beat that. Two hundred what? Two hundred dollars. You give me two hundred and you're gonna <laughs> get mean, back two thousand. Yeah, but like, how does that? But how does that even make any type of sense? It's not. It's, it don't got it. Doesn't. How does? How does that? Get, how does me giving you two hundred give me back? Like, how does that? And they gonna explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna expl- they gonna the, sell it to you. The thing is, you're looking for a certain personality type. Who not gonna pay attention? Mm-hmm. Who not gonna do anything? I j- I'm in a bond. I need this money. Impulsive. I'm not about to work for a living. I'm trying to scam. And if you say you got a quick way that I can give you two hundred, you gonna do something on the back end. Mm-hmm. And um, when the when the transfer come through, somehow we add an extra zero, and we'll just. But you got to send it first because I got to get your send information. That just <laughs> makes no sense. It don't. It's it just don't. Like the same thing like when they used to give you checks to. Deposit in your bank and you give me the money. Like that just makes. How about this? It's, it's just they just elevated the scam. How about like I work at a credit union, right? People fall for the Nigerian prince. Leo, you got a person in your family. We leave you an inheritance. Like yep. I didn't talk to so many people who didn't gave all their money away, and there's nothing we can do. Cause you gotta send it to FedEx for them to send you the check. I just watched the. Uh, I watched these uh it's these hackers it's a group. Basically they they went on for fourteen days and they basically like hacked all the scammers. The people call it from India, whatever. Somehow they hacked them, took over their systems, they took over their cameras, um, on their computers and everything, and they just listened to all the scams they do. Mm-hmm. And people were literally tying money up, putting it in the in the mail and like sending it to people. Like you an intelligent person. You you pay attention to details. Most people don't. Yeah, I hear something that sound good, and I'm gonna be on it. Well, I mean, from the former business I was in, I was always taught if it seems to be too good to be true, it is, and, and that's it and, is, and that's the common sense thinking of it. But like, like you say, if you want to bind, right, you I need some cash real quick, right? 
And it's almost like they send out emails and everything with misspelled words. And it's almost bad on purpose. So I know the type of person who, so if you responded to this email, Oh, I got you. Yep. You ain't even, you ain't even, <laughs> I'm trying to weed out people who, who are intelligent by with the email. So when you respond to me, it's a wrap. Mm. I've been getting email. I mean, I get text messages all week about a uh, UPS package can't be delivered because we don't have your updated information. Click on this link to update yep. your information. Amazon, PayPal. Nigga, be, nigga done cracked your phone. And you, and you, it looked like I've been getting one for uh, Disney. Disney Plus, like something wrong with your Disney Plus account, the payment ain't go through. Mm. Click here, and it looks official. It look, look. Click here to update your payment information. Or my McAfee, my McAfee finna expire, and it's gonna be yeah. seven hundred. We gonna we charge your card seven hundred dollars already. When you click on that name of the person who sent the email, it be at <laughs> JoeBlow.com QRST. We took but we took the money already though. All it takes is. I just changed my uh my subscription to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So if you if I'm not paying attention, I literally just change it, and now two days later I get an email saying something wrong with the payment information. If I'm not savvy or don't know, are you driving or something? Oh shit, let me go ahead and do this. Mm-hmm. And now you didn't gave somebody your pay, your PayPal information. Now they got your shit. You thought you was logging in. Now I got mm-hmm. your login information. You ain't never getting that money back from the bank. It's gone because. Your money insured if somebody like break into the bank, <laughs> not if you give out your passcode. Yeah, it's tough. Macho sent us something. Did he? Yeah, I sent it to you. I'm a little afraid to play it. All right. Last time I sent something, he was. I would. I'm gonna wait till we we after we had the convo. Okay. Because <laughs> right, I don't know what Macho gonna be on. Uh, all right. So listen, y'all had an interesting week. It's been an interesting week on my timeline. Interesting a couple weeks on my timeline. Um, from UAW this and strike up to what twelve days now. Yeah, it's been yeah, almost two weeks. Okay. Um, and I don't necessarily know fourteenth of uh, September, so the fifteenth. Uh, what's today? Today's the 29th Yeah, actually, it's been fourteen days. Okay, yeah, two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks was a Friday. Yeah. Um, so my timeline been everybody timeline been going crazy and it's probably been a lot of misinformation put out. Um I heard some some misinformation that I thought was true, and then somebody broke it down to me. I'm like, oh, that make a lot more sense. Like I call so, it I call it they say. Yeah. They so, say. They say, they, get say you in, they say get you in trouble. Yeah. They say y'all wanna work thirty two hours and get paid for forty. And I was like, yo, that don't make no sense. And then somebody explained to me, was like, no, that's not what it is. Like we want 32 hours to be considered full time. So everything after that is overtime. Mm-hmm. I like, oh, that makes more sense because I even read from news uh, articles, they want to work 32 hours but still get paid for 40. I'm like, oh, that sounds fucking crazy. Yeah. And when that keep getting put out, I'm like, well, no, not, now y'all just being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what is true and what is not true. And uh, I So the 40 hour work week, is a is a union idea that that the forty hours is a complete work week. That's and everything after that is a um, overtime tradition. Okay, so that's something that unions came up with. So, just like they define the work week, they're trying to redefine the work week. Mm. And that's all they're trying to do. I always heard so, it years, was- so years ago, it was crazy to say forty hours was forty hours. I mean, it's just redefining what it is. 
I always, somebody always said, they say that Henry Ford made the eight hour work, eight hour work day. So eight hours for work, eight hours for sleep, eight hours for family. Well, Henry Ford was very strategic in how he picked his workers back then. As far as being very invasive in their lives, make sure they live the Christian life. He used to have people come to, to people's homes and see, how are your children doing? How are you, you know, so he may have believed in that in that balance, yeah. which we definitely should have now. So they've gotten away from that. Um, and everything is about work, 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 produce, produce, produce. But they're missing the human part of it. The human aspect of it is there needs to be a balance. If it's not one part of somebody's life is derailing. And if you look at the climate in these plants, that's what's happening. You see a lot more mental health issues. You see a lot more um, people losing things. It's, it's a lot more because we haven't adjusted in the pay. We've adjusted in the classes of the vehicles, but we haven't adjusted in that part. So people are kind of behind. We're behind. If you if you want to look at it, when you say behind, are you talking way. like in the pay scale or yes, in the in the pay scale, things have have moved up. You know, when eleven dollars used to look like a whole lot of money, mm-hmm. fifteen dollars, we was like, I'm making fifteen. Absolutely, now 20. they're starting off at fifteen, and we're talking about the big three. We're talking about using temporary workers making fifteen dollars an hour. We did that years ago and thought we was doing something. Mm-hmm. So now you think about a gallon of gas, a gallon of milk. You just think about the evolvement of times that we're in, and it's a no-brainer to bring your people up to that same standard. Forty dollars of gas just got me over half. Yeah, half forty dollars not about truck. to do nothing. That may give you half. It may, and so it's just. It's, it's logical. I know, you know, everybody looking at it from, you know, just this on the surface aspect. But do your research. Do your homework before you judge something harshly. Go back and look. When did this stuff start? When the last time has even been a strike? You know, when you start looking into that type of stuff, you're like, oh, well, yeah, they're a little overdue for this. Everybody is. When you think about policemen and, you know, it's not just the auto workers. Yeah. So the we casinos, this one on strike today. Yeah, the casinos are preparing. I don't they, think they, they yeah. went on strike. I'm sorry, they didn't go on strike. They they took a strike vote. Yeah, that's they, what they did. They took it to authorization to go on strike, but they're still in negotiations. But out in Las Vegas, the top three. I don't know if you heard about the top three casinos. Oh, yeah. The bartenders and the um, service workers are preparing themselves. You know, yeah. so this this is. I mean, the UAW didn't start this. I mean, this has been going on. They call this the, the summer of strikes, but it's turned into the year of strikes because, I mean, people have been striking. Every four years. It uh, happens. I know the UPS workers were striking. Um, I know earlier this year when I was doing a show here, we were talking about a coffee house that went on strike. Uh, so people have I been, got friends over at Blue Cross Blue Shield. Blue Cross Blue strike. Shield is currently on strike. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's the time for um, uh, and not, not just inflation because, I mean, at one point, uh, like you said, $15 an hour was, was a lot of money. But during the pandemic, when there was... The government was making us flush with money. People had savings and things of that nature. You know, people were doing but now all of a sudden <laughs> I hated that idea. Things have all of a sudden I know we talked about that. Um, but now things have whatever savings you have, that's gone. That's wiped off. That's that's gone. I mean, infl- and what is called inflation has taken that away. So it's um all right, so capitalism is working just way too good right now. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I, I, I like capitalism it. though. 
um, I mean, it's, as opposed to other systems because I think when you actually have an actual free market, then like people can actually decide. Glad you said free market. That, that reminded me of what I was just thinking. Go ahead. Like, so for an example, all right, Cadillac, you charge $70,000 for this particular car and another company has that same car at $60,000, right? Uh, and the free market is like, well, we're going to buy this 60 grand one joint because like that shit too much. And then it forces the company like, well, look, since they doing it over here, I have to compete. So I have to raise, I have to drop my price. Now I think what's going on and why we don't have a real capitalist system or a free market is everybody has agreed to just keep their prices high. Like, so when there's two gas stations, across the, when two Absolutely. gas stations across the choose. street, um, like one person, like you at 389, I'm going to be at 388. Or he dropped the 388, I'm going to go at yeah. 387. Because you all, I want the business. Cahoots. Right. But now I think it's like, no, fam, we're just going to go to $4 and they're going to have to choose. I want y'all to think about how how quick people talk about what happens overseas. Yeah. When it comes to workers' rights, um, how they're being treated and things like that. So when it comes to American. Because we're wasteful, because, you know, we got different dynamics happening all around us, people don't take that into consideration. So you working and you building a Jeep that you can't drive. So if they say that over in another, they, that's, that's outrage. They over there working, they can't even afford what they're, what they're making. Yeah. So when you say it over here, because of whatever's going on, it, it looked like the, the scale is tipped when really it's the same. It's an injustice. I- so, and, and I'm not trying to talk crazy when I ask this. So, like, realistically, you said you make the, the Wagoneer out of the plant that you were in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Realistically, people cannot afford that truck that they are making. Mm-hmm. Working regular 40-hour work week. Now, I'm not saying that, like, $15 an hour because clearly that's not going right, for it. Right, for sure. But let's just paint a picture that I've been – in the plant for like five years now. I probably make okay money. I'm still not in a position to Well, it depends afford- on five years. What you're talking about Did you five years full-time, five years part-time. Because if you came no, in five years, you part-time, might be working. I don't, I, that part-time shit is crazy. You might be working, yeah. Because I've I yeah. known people that didn't work. You work for three part-time years. Part-time for four years, five years. And since you not, or temporary, I'm sorry. You temporary whatever, whatever, employee. Whatever the language is at the time, because it, it changes. Yeah. Words matter. You've been right? a temporary employee they called, they for five years, and I'm under. They had to name them supplementals because it didn't make sense calling them yeah. temporary, and you're working them over 40 hours a week. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. And now, like, I got to be perfect because I'm, like, I can't take a day off because I'm a, right. like, it's that's fucking crazy. You know years, what I'm saying? We not, like, that's crazy. I'm, it, I'm with you 100%. It's just some people that's been on my, and everybody send me shit all the time. And let me say this, and 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 most of this fight is about it's not about that guy who make it thirty dollars an hour. Yeah. Because in the facility I'm in, the facilities that we work in for Stellantis, who we work for, um, over half their, at least in my facility, over half the and the employees are part time workers. Mm-hmm. So they're making fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour. Okay. That's what they're making. Okay. So when you say a forty percent increase with somebody making fifteen dollars an hour, that's additional six dollars. That's bringing them to twenty one. Mm. Yeah. It's not the same for everybody. It's not yeah. the same. And we for make everybody. a Cherokee. We should be able to get a little Cherokee now. That should be reasonable, but it's not. It's but, just not. Do y'all think it's sustainable? It's what's sustainable? What you all are asking for. 
yes, it's it's sustainable. They Definitely. have the, they have the money already. The, Cost bi- of the, bi- the billionaires have the money already. The money is there. The money was given back. They've been making them. They're making record profits. I don't know if you noticed um, with the profit sharing. Stellantis is their top dog now. They're making their profit sharing checks are bigger than General Motors, bigger than uh, Ford. Well, that's because most of the workers are part time workers. Their profits aren't. They're not. Their profits aren't profits. It's stolen wages. It's wages they're not paying these if people who've been there it, two and three years. They're not paying. They're not getting profit sharing. They're, they're not getting full scale pay. Nope. So the no profit, benefits. So the companies aren't making money on the not only on the vehicles. They're making money on the employees mm-hmm. by not paying. The cut them. the costs. The cutting of so they the put they cutting the dope. I'm sorry to put they're stepping on it. They're stepping on it. But they step on Absolutely. They're not even paying everybody. To, they're not. They're paying over half the workers in my facilities fifteen sixteen dollars an hour. Then they're calling that profit because so, they're not paying them thirty. Can I ask you guys something? So what have you heard that you would question about what they're everybody's asking for? Like I know a couple of people. Um, I just want to do. He was explaining that you know every car I make, the company makes sixty six thousand dollars, and I'm I'm making pennies. I'm like one, you're not making pennies because I know you make north of eighty thousand dollars a year. You're not making pennies. Okay, you're not a slave. You know what I'm saying? Some of the terminology that people have been using right. is kind of wild. Oh. Like find, <laughs> find find another word to describe an unfair right. situation because you're like, not. A, I, don't, I don't agree with that slave. For slaves, they, they were not. They didn't have the option to come in or come out. Big right? I am I am really big on that. We start using the word slaves. Slaves were beaten. Slaves were raped. Slaves were murdered. We have the option to say, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. I go to McDonald's and make nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> nineteen right? for sure. So we have those options. So when you just, when you start using words like slavery, I take that really offensive. Yeah. I've like, gotten into a couple Facebook battles over people who want to use those terms because words matter. Yeah, and that I mean it. It don't help because, like, at the very end, at the you need the support of the people. Definitely right. Uh, I got irritated with somebody like y'all can't go to any fucking Lions games because it's owned by Ford and Ford. Like, stop it. Okay, that's they somebody's also saying y'all shouldn't go that. to the to the to the auto oh, show because yeah. you're not if you're not if you're not if you got the auto show you're not supporting. Like, listen. Well, if I, I, you I don't let them let them respond. In order, let's say everybody gets what they offer. I mean, what they negotiate for. Mm-hmm. Every, in order to pay for that, we're gonna have to sell some fucking cars. And yeah. the auto show sales shows the cars is about to come out. I, at the anything shit, promote them shits. I need to sell these cars. So that's one thing you don't agree with. I don't agree okay. with not going to the auto show to show support. One, I don't think it matters at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, it's like, well, you're going to have to sell some cars in order to, because ain't nobody, I don't think the billionaires are ready to just give up profits. Right. Yeah. No. So they're gonna have to make more profits. Something in order for or, you to get paid more, something getting cut. Or we're gonna take it so, from or, somewhere. Or what we can do as a society is say, you know what, enough is enough. Golden parachute. The power is things, to the people. Enough enough is enough. Like I mean, something some things are just so grossly inappropriate with the amount of money that some of these people are making. Like Mary Barrow is making like a hundred eleven thousand dollars a day. A day, right? And you got somebody making fifteen dollars an hour. I know they're not doing the same work that she's doing. No, it's different work, for right? Sure. <laughs> right, but it's not that big a difference. I don't know. I don't know. When you when not you thousand dollars a day education when you are sixty dollars when you when you are moving global change. And I think so, that's so, a little bit different. So, so, when, so when we when we say that's okay and that it's all right to make twenty nine million dollars a year, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I guess that's a totally different conversation because I think that's. 
I think that's unnecessary. Um, I mean, because the type of money that you're making, I say generations, like your kids' kids can't spend that type of money. But let's go. Let's go back to I want. I want to speak on this free market thing about yeah. as far as wages and things of that nature. Because you know, I, I subscribe to the free market theory. So like before COVID, like you know. You remember the fight for fifteen? Yeah, right. Absolutely. They had people talking about, and they had legislation, and 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 one part was like, well, you should let the free market determine what the wages are going to be. So we had COVID, and the wages did come up, right, automatically with the free market. But what you also had was inflation, right? So even the the free market brought the wages up to fifteen. I mean, fifteen is more like the new ten seven dollars an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right? minimum I mean, wage. And at, and at some point, is it, is it sustainable to pay people? Yeah, if you're not making $29 million a year. I get and, that. And, and it's like, and it's, but like, how do you, so for an example, your intellect. Lee Coco didn't make that type of money. So when Lee Coco was around, his, his the rate of pay that he made, and, and I'm just going to use for an example. So the CEO makes, let's say, $365 to my every dollar, right, in America. But let's say over in Japan, it might be a hundred and eleven dollars to every dollar. You understand what I'm saying? America's so, the the CEOs pay is so far out of line that any other CEOs across the the spectrum of all the other developed countries. I get, but I I get that it's kind of tough though. There's so many nuances to that. Is because my intellectual property and or my thinking is an outward extension of myself, and I set the price for myself. If I wanted to make the studio time in here a thousand dollars for one hour, no one can come in and say you're not allowed to set the price for what you think your time is worth. Mm, absolutely, but, but right. this is your business, though. Correct, and it's their Ma- business. Mary Bar- they get paid. That, Mary Barnes, that's not their business. She's the CEO. These 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 are corporations. Right. There's a corporation. There's a business. Right, but the corporations have decided and, what and the also, CEO get but paid. But also, if you're if you're, but I don't want to make it about her. Because but like, but if your studio her, came in and got money from the American people to keep you afloat mm-hmm. and also the workers, you had contract with these workers and you took out things and said, hey, workers, to make the studio because we're in bad times right now, I need you to get back a couple of benefits and when I get back on my feet, I give you those benefits back. That's what I want to talk And that's what the about. fight is about. That's what I want to talk about because I've been hearing that but I don't know what they took and what those concessions you heard, were. You heard the word cola, right? You been hearing cola? The cost of living? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? That's one of the things that... Well, cost that of living and cost of labor is two different things, though. Well, it's, ca- it's called the cost of living yeah. uh, adjustment. That's what that's a formula that they have So for inflation. So when yeah. things, if things get inflated, your pay adjusted according. It's not a whole heck of a lot, but it, it just to kind of... It's not. It's for, not even a dollar. It, it's... It's for the cost of living. So when inflation goes up, like if it's seven percent, I get it. What it, it is, up. but, but that's something that that was given back during two thousand and eight when we had the uh, great crash. I get you. Right? I get you saying. So, so also you, something that was given back, pensions were given back. Say, okay, we're going to make yeah. it. So um, we don't have pensions. This right group now. of people don't have pensions. Also came in. You can have these instead of having workers work ninety days and then be full time. Now you can have them forever. Two years, three years, and pay them part. So all those things were given, and now that the company's whole making record profits, all we're saying as workers is, "Hey, man, remember that promise you made about 10, 12 years ago? We've been asking you. We came and asked you in two thousand nineteen. Came and asked you in two thousand fifteen. Came and asked you in two thousand eleven. And you keep on reneging, keep on saying you to the shareholders, yeah, we rich, we buying the, the stock back. But then we come ask some money, say, man, yeah, we broke, we might be going into EVs, right? It's not making What's sense. What's EVs? Electric, electric vehicles. vehicles. Okay. That's the right. that's the elephant in the room that don't nobody want to talk about. Mm-mm. What's the what's the elephant in the room? Electric Is vehicles. Is that nobody, uh, the American car companies are not making money on EVs, and the government 
and our administration is pushing EVs yeah, right are. now, and it's cost. It's going to end up costing the companies more money to con- to continue producing gas power vehicles with the, all these different taxes. So I'll use an example. We've seen a couple of Rivian trucks and everything like there. Rivian takes a $33,000 loss every time they sell a vehicle, right? Uh, the Ford Lightning is not a profitable vehicle, right? So if I don't... Because it's not the scale yet. Once right. it becomes the scale, those things will become that's one. But, but and, that's, and the that's, technology that's, of it is not there. Like it take too long for it to charge. Too long. Now, Tesla been doing their thing. The technology wise, I'm biased. I have a Tesla, so but the technology wise, it's a, it's a difference between uh, a lot of these things. So listen, so everybody is pushing towards EVs, not just in America in general. It's pushing towards EVs. Um, if I continue to make gas cars, I'm gonna keep getting taxed extra extra for these for these green taxes or whatever until i can make a profitable vehicle and if all of my vehicles are going to get pushed to evs because some of these manufacturers said by 2026 by 2028 we're no longer making gas vehicles right so if i can't produce a profitable vehicle and every vehicle i sell like my man said this sells for 66,000, i didn't make 66,000 though you know what i'm saying like if somebody comes in here and pays $85 for uh, an hour of studio time. I didn't just take $85 and make profit off of it because I have cost. All, yeah. The Overhead. Call, all, all the stuff like that. So like, I think we, it's, <laughs> some of the analysts think by 2030, there may be 10 car companies left, not in the United States period. Cause if you don't figure this EV shit out like soon, quick and be able to do it at scale at a cost, that the average person can get, mm. it's a we we losing. We gonna we gonna we gonna lose, and I doubt that the government is gonna bail out three different companies at the same time. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a thing anymore. So it's like, well, what do we do? You know what I'm saying? And like, and I think unfortunately, I think y'all do deserve everything that y'all gave up in negotiations, but. I think they they can't come out and tell you like I yo I think I think we fucked in the next six years because that'll scare the whole entire staff company the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. We got to figure this shit out soon, and if we don't, I mean numbers they they see they see what it is. What what people are buying now is what we can focus on now. I know you have people that focus on the future aspects of things, but that's not what we're talking about. We're trying to make this change for generations to come. It's not mm-hmm. even about us because a lot of people have been on their entrepreneur game. But the you gener- know what I'm saying? But the generations to come are going to look significantly different than what the world and, and what the automotive life looks like right now. As and- far as what? As far as what the workforce looks like, I think it's going to look significantly different as far as production is going to look significantly different. Like they got they got machines that are going to be able to do what you all do, do the manual aspect, screw in things, set set up motor. I, I don't work in the plant, so I'm not trying to like knock it, but like they're going to come up with oh, machines yeah, yeah. to do the work yeah. that you all are doing mm-hmm. that they make already. And you always going to need people to do what? Come and fix the machines. For sure. So, no, yeah, you're right. Things are going to change. But, but I don't need 1,500 people on a shift to come fix that machine, though, either. 
No, you won't need 1,500 people on the shift, but other there will be other jobs, other technologies, people to fix robots, people to people at battery plants, people to fix the charging stations, people Big to make fact. the charging stations. There will be things. There will be it's other, gonna be other jobs that come. But there's one other thing. We're talking about the price of EV vehicles and things of that nature. That's, oh, that's because the, the lithium deposits, things of that nature. So they just discovered uh, the world's largest supply of lithium in an American volcano just recently, right? So that's just going to bring a lot of prices down. A lot of... A lot of a lot of the propaganda that the the big corporations they have uh, they have they they have so much money and they can have the narrative in such a way right to make us believe can they give you all that much money we don't ask the CEOs that can we give them that much money you say hey it's my intellectual property no that's not your intellectual property when you're the CEO of this business right you're just you have a skill set and we're valuing it that high right so if if we can if if you can figure if we can pay them that much why can't you pay us that much Right. I mean, what what is the difference? We're not, I'm not trying to make twenty nine million dollars a year, but I the don't, difference I don't, is I don't think that your pay should be so far out of line with mine. That is nowhere else we on the in, same page else that, in the whole in wide regard. world. Right. But, but I, I don't want you to have the companies have you fooled that they're crying broke when they're buying back stocks yeah. constantly. Yeah. On, stock, stock buybacks, things of that nature. Yeah. We I'm with you on that. I mean, that's a that's a ridiculous amount of money. I can't say you don't deserve it, but there is a difference between. There's not as many people who can run an uh, international, multinational company that can I give you that. work in a, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I give you that. It's a big difference. And like the people who. I'm just talking about the amount of money they make in comparison to the work the workers. Yeah. I'm not saying that, you, that we should make it, that, that the head of the company should make it $15 an hour like me and things of that nature. No, I'm not saying but, it should be equal, but it's so, it's so much grossly out of line. So there's so many other factors that if you just start running in just a little bit that. I mean, because the cost of labor is just five percent of the vehicle overall. So when they say it can't be competitive. But when I say the, what the what's, what's the cost of labor? So here's a perfect example. Yesterday on um, when me and Ant was doing the pod, he works in HR at an advertising firm, right? Um, the rec that they was looking for, ready to pay for ninety thousand dollars a year, cool salary. The gentleman that he ended up hiring, he talked about this on the podcast. So it was not like a secret. Uh, the gentleman that he ended up hiring live and the job is remote. Okay. The gentleman he ended up hiring is in Mexico. He lives in Mexico. So there was a conversation where do we pay him the Mexican rate or do we pay him the American <laughs> rate? Oh, wow. They decided the American rate, you know, well, the Mexican rate, which basically is $40,000 American money to him. When he made the offer to him, he cried over the phone. Say that's double what I make now. He's happy at the forty thousand dollar amount they that he's that, about to make. I so, feel like they're doing that man wrong. They are doing him wrong. But wow. what I'm saying is, so where, where you at and what and what your money gives you? This forty thousand dollars in American money because of the exchange rate and because it's valued more. Mm. Like you're gonna do this job, you're gonna be really happy. It's double than what you currently make right now. Then what is the cost of labor for this job? Is it ninety thousand or is it forty thousand? Because if I can pay somebody forty thousand who will do the job, do the job well, and do it happily for half, less than half, mm -hmm. what is the cost of labor? Because the cost of the cost of infl the inflation has always gone up and always gone down. So when inflation go down, you don't give money back. You don't be like, you we got we got to we got to take some of y'all money back. So you used to make $16 an hour, we're going to take you down to 15. Yeah, yeah the cost of living doesn't reverse itself. Yeah. So, but the cost of labor is like, well, how much does it cost for me to get somebody to paint my car? 
depends on if you go you know what somebody saying? under like, the table. Right. So, so it's like, so what is the cost? How much does it cost to record a podcast? Right? Like, well, well shit, somebody go buy their own equipment and do it. You know what I'm saying? Like the cost of labor, it changes. But the cost of living, it go up and down. But like, what is the cost of labor? And that's not to say that the cost of labor shouldn't be more than what it is now. It should be constantly evolving. Yeah. That's what it is. So we can't, I don't, I don't think a number can be given. People made $2.40 doing work way worse than what we doing. Yeah. I remember starting off working my first job. It was three seventy five. That's what I'm like. Three sixty five. So now, know. okay, milk was how much at that time? No gas. Who knows? Gas you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying like the small things. Cent. It should constantly be evolving. It shouldn't be like, oh, no, you guys are being greedy. You need to stop right there. But like, I, I get what no. you're saying because like I can vividly remember buying eggs not too long ago yeah. for 99 cents. Then it was eight dollars last couple weeks ago. What? So let me ask a question, and this is a real question. So, if the inflation happens, global, it's not even just an American. It has. When inflation happens, is are my record profits really record profits if the inflation is there? And if inflation is goes across the time across the board, so now my suppliers or my like everybody gonna charge me more too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So how does how do it's constantly evolving, which means you need to continue to move your workers up in uh, a standardized way across the board. I shouldn't be making half of what this person making and That's I'm crazy. doing the same exact job. But but I think that that comes from what you said earlier about them kind of you, you cook in the books when you do it that way, because yeah. I'm not getting is it really record profits if, like you said, half my workforce is not making with half the wage? Yeah, making half the wage. Is it really re- like if we were to pay them the same wage? I'm sure there's still profits in there. I'm of course. Sure. So that's but, the evil shit that happened when you publicly traded. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a fiduciary responsibility to. I got to shine less. it up and make it look good. If it if I if it costs me. $10 million to make $10 billion. Next year, I got to spend $9 million to make such and such. So I'm going to cook my books to make my stockholders and everything look like, mm. look how much money we're making. Corporate Invest. Grade. Give, me, give us more grade. money. And then it's going to, it goes back to the, yeah. to the big man. And then the, and the worker getting the crumbs off the off the table that's falling on the ground. So I, I, what I want to say is this this fight that the UAW is in and these strikes is it's not our fight. Yeah, this is the working class fight. Yeah, right. I mean because, um, what the the practice of having part time workers and temporary workers or supplemental employees not fair. That's something that is not just in the auto industry. That's how a lot of companies are hiring people now. Mm-hmm. Like you can't even like before when my father Disposable. got into the big three. He came in the day you the day you got hired is the day you start work. Yeah. So now you gotta go through this whole process and now now you don't and, then, and as Stellantis, you come in as a part time employee. I was have, a supplemental for three years. You do not have you do not have any full time rights, right? So that when you hear people making these record profits, these people, I'm I'm walking in getting a check fifteen thousand dollars, and I'm working. I literally work next to people who are getting put out their home weekly. Mm. They work they work with me every week. I'm at my home. They're getting put out their home weekly because they, they're not making enough. If you work at one of these big three and you're a part-time worker, if you don't have a partner at home, 
it's hard to maintain that's and have a house. Shit, that's what in general. <laughs> yeah, uh, big no, three or not for no, sure. No, I mean when you're making fifteen dollars, fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah. Think about that, sixteen dollars an hour. That's right. and you're working next to these people, and they're walking in. They just got a check and bought a television, whatever they done bought. You know, and that that cost is probably in the workplace. Think about it. You do right. I'm I'm and 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 as a UAW member, I'm, vision, I'm I'm happy to say that. A lot of union members, a lot of UAW members who get those profit sharing checks, they they have people who work around them who don't, and they combine their money and give they it. Do. Instead of company giving them money, the workers are giving them money. That's crazy. Yeah, the they put a are, card together. They're, they're putting money. The workers are showing what we call solidarity. How many hours y'all work on average, or the the, the average? Because I heard the fight was like, we don't have to work like balance because. Y'all making me work sixty hours. Oh, yeah. Six hours, tw- six. I mean, six or seven days a week, uh, twelve hours a day, or ten hours to twelve hours a day. I know some people right now. We're in the status. They're working since for the last three months, know. since July second, July second to October second. They work seven days a week, twelve hours a day. Yeah, I mean, and, like, and, if, and if I don't, same. I get fired. Yeah. Or you, or you, get, you start racking up attendance points and yeah. tardies, and eventually lead to fire. So they, they don't tell all these stories and things of that nature, right? So imagine what that does to your body. Imagine what that does to your home life. Yeah. Imagine what that does to your kids. Imagine what that does to just your mental health. If you constantly, all you're doing is going to sleep and getting up, going to sleep and, and coming in. That's and existing. That, that's it. So let me. So what do you? So what if they was like, all right, we not going to make y'all work twelve hours. A day you make your eight hours and we just bring another shift of different people to work the extra hours. Uh yeah, they have that. But if it if it's more profitable for them to have it on two shifts, they just have you work extended hours and do two shifts. Yeah. It's all about the it's, it's all, all about it done moved all around. Yeah. We didn't did ten to four four days, ten hours. It's been A shift, B shift, C shift. I mean Imagine yet, it's that's all, your schedule. It's, everything's up, happened. You're getting up at six in the morning. You stay until six at night, and then you may have to work the next. Or they had one shift where you would work um, six a.m. Well, no, it was five a.m. to three thirty. You worked that on um, no, like two days out the week. Two days out the week. It was so, split so up. Mondays and Tuesdays, you would work four thirty to three in the morning. Mondays and Tuesdays. That's at night, and then you're off Wednesday and Thursday, and on Friday and Saturday, you work five a.m. to three thirty p.m. So you work in, in the first two days on Monday and Tuesday, you're working like the afternoon midnight shift. And then on Friday and Saturday, you're working the day shift. So my body ain't even got time to adjust. Right. So, adjust. Not at all. Right, so you you're, getting, you're getting off at Monday family. night. You're getting off Tuesday morning, right? To get off work. And you gotta be back uh no, you're getting off I'm sorry, Wednesday morning. You gotta be back Friday morning. So you got Wednesday, you go to sleep, you got Thursday really to be off, and you gotta go to bed early Thursday to be at work Friday. So you really it's just like and these are shifts that they have us on, right? So when we ask for money and things, that, and it's not just about money. It's, it's about, not just about money. It's about we want it's to be able working to conditions. It's I know uh, in other countries, and I don't have names in front of me. They take naps. Mm. They have beds in the offices. Different offices are ergonomically. Yeah, like getting stuff together for people mentally, yeah. right? We got er- ergonomics for our bodies. Okay, don't bend this way, bend that way. But mentally, if you want somebody to, you know, be able to give you that their their full energy in, you know, their workforce, you got to look at this in a human aspect, and that's what people that's what they're missing. Mm. 
We're not machines. We are humans. You have people with families. You have different dynamics, single parents. You know, people just, they're really trying to make it. So it's not about just the money. It's not about even talking about how much money the COO has. It's about what we're asking for. And the power is with the people. They've been saying this for years and we have missed it and we have been asleep. And now people are waking up and it's like, whoa, who woke the bear up? No, yeah. we just want our fair share. That's just it. You know, what What concerns me about the strike, and I mentioned this with Jay, is that I feel like both sides are prepared to, you know, stand yeah, firm. Yeah. yeah stand, on what they believe, on what they, yeah. And, my, they and my, my fear is that if the strike goes on too long, how do we recover on either end? Everything always come back full circle. But like, and it has to be sacrifices, unfortunately. And I'm afraid because, I mean... You live in Michigan. I mean, you live in Detroit in the Southeast Michigan. Like everybody, you know, work at a plant. You everybody knows somebody who work in a plant. Mm-hmm. But like when we go on a strike. I know there's a strike fund or whatever. But like my mortgage don't stop. My car note don't stop. Yep. My credit card bills don't stop. Like how how long can I afford to not be at work? And even if after everything is done, now my interest rates is sky high. Maybe my credit ain't got fucked up. Or you know what I'm saying? I think those things that and, people, you know. We've been knowing that this is coming, yeah. right? Four years. Every four years, there's a new contract. And so we have to take accountability with how we're setting ourselves up Big and how we're saving our money and what we're doing with our money. A lot of people are are making this like it's a glamorous thing, and it's really not. You know, we we out there, I'm smiling. I took a lot of pictures. I'm out there smiling because I'm supporting my people, but this is serious. It's nothing light about it. Yeah. I know we out there, we showing solidarity, we, we eating, we laughing. But this is setting, this is history right now. And I think if people look at it that way versus who they think they are and who they think they are that they deserve this type of thing, it's, you know what, that's what we're missing it. A little bit of that comes from the uh, mystique of the plant. It's not even the mystique, it's social media. And it's because, like, no, that's what I mean. Like, we, like, no, we see you upload, we see some people uploading, playing at work. Drinking at work, yeah. smoking at work, right, for selling sure. dinners, at, doing a whole bunch of shit at work. Yeah. Uh, and when they outside the plant, I see you with the glasses. I see you with the ch- like you give you give off the impression that everything like you is good. good. Mm-hmm. You, you ride in the big rims, and and I know that's not that's not real, yeah. right? But that's the impression that you get off, and then when the world thinks that correct. Mm-hmm. So now when you got all these part timers who not that right, who really are fighting, we look at that like I know you. I know what you do at work mm. and you saying, y'all, they treat me bad. They need to give me a 43% raise. I'm like, I don't believe you. I got you. Like, I don't believe you, but it's not, it's not hard that, you know, we working next to people who supplemental day 43% raise is going to be extra six bucks mm-hmm. right. versus I know you That's make damn near. Co- corporations control. I mean, they control the narrative. The narrative. Absolutely. It's corporate media. It's, it's, they're controlling the message. Like, they're so poor and broke now. But you call them in early in the year, record profits. We're buying stock back. That, right? That's crazy. The American public is, we forget so quick. We forget so quick. They just out there bragging how much money they making. It's crazy how you were talking about the supplemental or how they changed their name. I remember the hustle with the plant was that first 90 days. Mm-hmm. They let you go at 88 or 87 days. Yeah. yeah. That that no, was the thing. They keep you indefinitely. Just keep on paying. Then they the made wage. you wear red vest. So yeah. you had a, a whole red vest. That was group. a different spirit. Yeah. Then it turned into TPT. 
temporary yeah. part time because yeah. that's what I was. I heard that. Then the last contract is when they decided to put us into the contract, and I got rolled over, got my first profit sharing four years after working for the company. So it's like they got all of these names. Now it's supplemental, you know, and then it's going to be something else, but it's abuse. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, at so the they, end and the beginning of the so day. So you see people, they, they drinking and doing all this, selling dinners. So imagine, I know when I, when, when I grew up on in plant life, uh, my father, my father had six homes, right? He had multiple cars. You can't, on this salary, we can't get six homes about investment property. People have to sell dinners to make it. So right, imagine going to work and you got to bring other work to work just to make it. Right, just to survive, I gotta sell dinners. I gotta sell T-shirts. Hustle man, right? On the fifth, this is something that I want to do. This is what I gotta do. Now, my brother was on the episode a week or so ago. He worked at the same uh, plant. He worked there for ten years. He took the bow in, I don't know, twenty thirteen for whatever one of them, one of them years or whatever. Um, shout out to the shout out to the union. The union got his job back a few times. Yeah. Got arrested at That's a whole other situation. And guess what? And that's what most of the, the good people in the union yeah. or, the, or the good workers, that's what they're mad about. That's what they're upset about because they continue to get people jobs back who continues to lose those jobs. And mm-hmm. it's only a small percentage. So that's yeah, a, it's that's, not the majority. That's not the majority of it. Yeah, so my homeboy yeah. been fired from the plant twice. But like we hear about ten times. all wild but, but, shit. But that's but that's what the that's what it's about. You fight for every that's last union. one. Every last one, the good ones and the bad. But only the bad ones make the news, right? That's the only thing that make the the, the, the headlines. Yeah. The things that I name. Better representation, right? And On we, social media, not like in the offices and shit. For y'all, sure, y'all and right. And, and we and, and in my section, in my area, we have um, about five supervisors, maybe two or three hundred people. Let's say three hundred people. We have five supervisors, but we have one union representative. To represent all those people yeah. with all so, their issues, right? So you got even if you got ten percent of the people giving you ninety percent uh, of the problems, if you got three hundred, that's thirty people, one person to deal with that. So you got five supervisors, so you got to go up against five different supervisors. Yep. So you you undermanned automatically, Big fact. right? You undergun the things of that nature, and you say yeah, we're not robots. So I don't know if you see me here; I'm constantly doing my shoulder like this, right? Yeah, I mean, my brother used to. Uh, I think I used he used to work like on the this. Ram truck and, you know, he got carpal tunnel, like yeah. legitimately because he was under there shooting yeah. the gun in this exact same Hours position for, days. for 10 years. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, I get it. it it's a it's a, it's a drastic wear and tear. And they talk about the we got body. the best health care. Yeah, because they got to get us back to work. And it's a choice. I know everybody say if you don't like it, don't work there. It's a choice. But... Things can be fair as well. Yeah, it, it is a choice, but I mean, to be treated fairly and properly is nothing wrong with that. I mean, this, we're asking for something that was actually, in, and we hand to hand, eye to eye. Hey, man, look, we're going to give you this and you're going to give it back. You said, cool. Time come. All right, can I get that back? Uh, no, we can't. So the get back wasn't written. To, can't, so it seemed like the get back should have been written in the contract. Well, it wasn't written in the contract. Yeah. Like, look. Right. Right. Uh, we gonna give it back. Cause that, but, yeah, um, but you got but you gotta remember at that time what was going on, what was going on in two thousand and eight, things of that nature. Bargaining things, in good faith. That's thinging, what that was called. Thinkings were crashing and the world was burning and they elected a black man. Right? That's how bad the world was. They elected the first black man. They said, We shh, y'all can have it. Right? So everybody's trying to do what they can to keep keep their jobs. Right? So when the company, being the liars that they are, right, say, Okay, yeah, we need this. So not only did they take Take things from us, open up our contract, took our took things from us. They also went to Washington and got a whole bunch of money too. Washington got their money back. Everybody got their money back but the workers. And it yeah. always seemed like, man, they don't deserve it. They just all they do is turn screws. No, we create the middle class. 
right? We create that the they port- trying to we create the wipe out work week. Man, right? I, we created we created we created this so that no, I, somebody not always coming into your house. I'm right? glad you mentioned that because I believe that wholeheartedly. Like the the plants help run run to feed into the running of society. Michigan because plant people spend their money. You know, we definitely do, right. Yeah, Michigan is not is not is can't continue to function if the if the Southeast automotive Michigan. industry like it's, yeah, it's done. Like it's it's a wrap. If like it's legitimately a wrap. But I'm glad you mentioned that, right? Because I remember the fight for fast food workers to make $15 an hour, right? And I remember all of the shade and the slander that they got. Yeah. Because people look at a fast food worker as if you're less than me. Absolutely. That job isn't doesn't take that much to do. It's I went to school. Like that. I went to Purdue. Yeah. But. Now you waiting in the, the line for two hours. When the pandemic happened. Yeah. Like, like, so it's one of these things. If you can't start your day. Without going to Starbucks to go to, to your favorite barista. Like, this is a part of your day. Mm-hmm. People go to McDonald's every single day. Yep. Insert whatever. The, if they are that fabric in your society, why don't you think they're worth that? Amount? Yeah. Like, for an example, I bet any McDonald's you can think of makes more money in a single day than Jay Alexander. Did. For sure. For sure. All oh, day. for sure. But the. the, the you got to have a million dollars worth of assets to own one. At the time. The 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 person who take you to your desk at J. Alexander make like seventeen dollars an hour, right? But that job is looked at as a higher than somebody quote unquote the flipping burgers. Mm-hmm. But this business, the, the Murder Mac on Juro and Southfield, probably makes more in profit every single day mm-hmm. than J. Alexander's make every day, except for like probably like Valentine's Day or something. Nah. But it's so it's so many people, right? Yeah. But you will look at this job and like, yo, well they make X amount of dollars. Who you think should pay? If this job I work at makes $123,000 a day and this job makes $88,000 a day, who you think should get paid more? The person who contributes to the more money or the person who contributes to mm-hmm. the less money? But they were looking at it like, but you 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 work in fast food. Yeah, but during the pandemic, in- people wanted a, a little bit of normancy. And so they was trying to fly out to go get some fast food. But you don't mm-hmm. think these people need that money? And I mentioned earlier when we were talking about your kids and everything like that, and like, yo, you need to do something that somebody will give you money for in society. Mm-hmm. People need to eat. They're and gonna eat. Because how the work life balance is here is not just in the plant, it's everywhere. It ain't a lot of time for you to go home and cook a whole meal. Mm-hmm. But but just mm-hmm. just overall think about that, man. I mean, like, what kind of society are we running where, like, you're not raising your kids? Nope. Right? This is the world that we, and we and we say, well, this generation, this, yeah, nobody raising their kids. I lived in an area where my mother could stay at home because my father had a plant job where he took care of everybody so we could have money to buy investment houses so she could stay home and raise the children. She costs too much now. Right. So, exactly. That's the point we're trying to make about these billionaires that got the money. They got six, seven houses all over the world, Right. But we're just trying to get a little bit so maybe the wife can stay at home to raise my kids so they don't have to have the pressures of the streets and things of that nature. Right. So we, we're really, like I said, it's a fight for the middle class. It's a fight for a lifestyle. And, a, we, and it seems like the auto workers are getting a lot of, of shade or hate. <laughs> it's like the 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 um, the fast food workers and things of that nature. But in reality, once we make more across the board, everyone else, everybody's everybody gonna, else, everybody else going to make more. Then that makes right. the cost of everything go up. Them every well, I don't necessarily make the cost. Of everything already went up. Yeah, it's gonna go it's, up. It's, it's already went up. Because after this, though, the 
It's going to evolve. Everything it's, it's, it's is. Everything. We're going to be here again in four years. Yeah. It's going to keep on going up because the cost of CEO pay is going to keep on going up regardless. Right? Nobody said they got 40, they got 40% in the last four years. Why is it okay not for us to get 40%? We haven't had a raise since uh, some of the full-time workers who have been at Top Pay haven't had raises in over 11 years. Making the same way. Yes. One thing I want to, to, to that I didn't I didn't understand or how it was reported, I didn't understand. Maybe you can help me out with it. Is that I'm assuming? Well, I guess there's pay tiers, right? And that's what the problem is. And that's the crux. That's the that is the root of every they, single they, problem they, that we they, have. Go ahead. Uh, so how it's broke down to me is however long it takes to get from bottom tier to top tier, we want to shrink that down to four years. Now, you saying that the contract every four years, that number makes sense to me. So basically, by the time I get to my next contract, mm-hmm. I want to be maxed out already. Or Because right. I'm thinking like, well, why would it just be four years? Because if I've been if I'm at the I've been here 30 years, I'm at my top pay. Why would you why? Why are you at your top pay four years later? Because in four years, you're going to want to be paid more money. Right. But if this the top, but it makes. I understand it now because mm. if we negotiate a new contract every, every four, four years, years, then that top pay has an opportunity to go higher. Yes. But like it's going to look different. It's going to look different. Yeah. But if this job ain't going to never pay more than $120,000 a year, that's that's the hard line. You shouldn't be able to get to that in I four years because yeah. after five years, I'm like, nigga, I ain't never got a raise. Well, so you're already at the top. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't understand, you know, the ins and outs yeah. of even the the contract itself. Yeah, it's just thinking or taking the numbers because those are the headlines. But it's it's a lot to it. You yeah, know, it is a lot. It's it's, it's, it's a, a lot, lot to unfold. Like you get in, you get into the UAW world. It's like it ain't the real world, man. It's Wonderland. It's not. It's not the real world. How long you been there? Uh, I'm going on ten years. Ten years. And I was wow. told before. I could say anything. You need to be here in 10 years. And I haven't been there 10 years yet. And I'm still learning. So that's one of the things that wasn't making sense to me. So being as a 10-year vet, you probably much more skilled than you was that first year you came in. Like you just know the game differently, right? Right. Should you know your job differently. Yeah. Right. So others were like, man, you can't even say shit to me until you've been here 10 years. Mm -hmm. Well, at four years, you you can't make the same amount of money I make because we're not the same. Like, I'm way more experienced than you or whatnot. However, with that little piece of information. But that, but mm-hmm. that, just, but that just became recent. It, it used to be do your 90 days and you made top pay. Top pay? Is, is, nah, nah, top, what you talking about? Well, no, I'm talking about before, these, the, before the tiers came in. Okay. You worked X, you worked X amount of time. I don't, maybe I'm saying 90 days. I don't know if it's, I, I know it wasn't years that it took you to get to top pay. It wasn't no four years. Mm. That's something that was implemented after 2008. Really? They allowed to people to come in at different levels. There was a, before there was a set time that you worked, if you made it to the 89th day, right? Mm-hmm. You got in, you got your benefits. 2008, they changed it. They said, we're going to bring workers in at a yeah, lower rate. Yeah, it constantly fluctuated. Right? So like when you started, two years in, you make the same amount as everybody else that makes no. it? Okay. No, it took me eight years to get to top pay. Okay. And I th- went through a couple of contracts. Right, so yeah. when I first got in there, um, and it only took me sixty days to to get become full time. Okay, right, it just depends on when you come in, yeah, right, when they need you, things of that nature. But I made top pay after eight years, so I was in one contract, and then I wasn't at top pay yet, and then he just readjusted again, 
Mm-hmm. So now they're trying to. So it, before it was. Um, they didn't I, take nothing from you, though, right? They didn't take anything. Okay. They just. But stre- you didn't. They just stretched the scale out. So yeah, when so you now it's going to take you longer to get there. Right. right. So I thought I you could. So just to so I thought I could maybe be the top pay after four years, and then they renegotiated the contract. So I made stretched it out. I got you. Because then you said eight years, and then when I came in, they moved it to four years. So four years you will be at another base pay. It wasn't top pay, but it was a couple more cents. Okay, you know, within four years, if you started at this amount when they did the contract over in four years, they're gonna bump you up. To now another level, but it wasn't top pay. Gotcha. So what that creates is an environment like this. It took me eight years, took her four years. It creates if you're not animosity, right? Because division. Of, yeah. Well, it only took me. It, it took you eight years. But well, back in my four. day, you yeah. know how many stories it, it, it you hear. It creates that type of stuff. Well, you should be lucky. It took me eight. You know what I mean? It creates it. So as long as we have tears, as long as we have this tears, we're gonna have division. As long as we can't, because we're all going to always be fighting for something different. If yeah. I'm making thirty thousand dollars, I'm making fifteen thousand dollars. I have two different lifestyles. Mm-hmm. You, you do, but it, I just—it has to be tears. Yeah, like why it, does it have to be tears? So I just look at like the work environment that I work in, and I just use that as an example. Mm-hmm. It is a union environment. I work in a call center, but it's a union environment. Our staff on the phones taking calls. Granted, you know, I may have an employee that has been there five years. And then I got an employee that's been there just a year. There need to be tiers to give my year employee something to continue to motivate them and work towards. They shouldn't be at. She doesn't have the same knowledge set as my employee that has been here five years. It, it should take her a little bit longer to move up that line. Now, I'm not saying that line should just continue to move and be impossible to get there. But like there, there you got to put some skin in the game. You got to earn it. And I just feel like top pay after four years, like that's, that's moving the escalator just a bit fast. You think that's too, you think that's too long or too short? That's too, too short in my so opinion. You, so that, so no, I, what if the 90, well, remember we had do 90 days, you're full time. Remember, this is a recent phenomenon that we've, we've accepted in this society of, of the tier thing. The tier system is something that's just been brought in. It yeah. hasn't always been that way. So it, how do people, so when you say top pay, like, so every job has a pay band, right? We going to, this job, we off, we hiring for a fucking engineer it pays anywhere between 66000 and 88000 66 at the low, 88 at the top. So when you say top pay, like the top, no one makes more money than me in this position. I'm at top pay. So that, you're, looking, you're looking at in salary aspect. We're looking yeah. at as an hourly pay. Yeah, because they are, it's still not all the same. Right, because everybody makes the same hourly pay is what it should be after 90 days. You make the same hourly pay. Now, so how many 30-year vet to... make the same exact money than in, in a, somebody exactly. at 96 days. If you full time, yes, that's kind yes. That's where it's always been. Yeah, it's so, always been that way. When, this when is they, recent, right? Remember, they fire you on the 89th day, yeah. right? Because they didn't want you to be full time. It has always been that way. And I didn't know as, that. as long as so. You, originally, when you go, when we we both go and we get hired, we both make the same amount. It just now started where they start breaking off into tiers. But at first, everybody came in. Everybody made the same. You made you made you made an opening rate that was like a little bit less than if you made past the probationary period. You got so like I don't get. Do I get it like a, a certain extent for being like better at? I guess be, if you want. Well, to. yeah, they do. They have, so they do. They have other um, things that you can strive for past top pay. Um, they were called uh, 
classifications. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. If, okay, because okay. I'm wondering, like, how do I incentivize? Like classification, mm-hmm. like you can you can do extra you can do extra work and learn things and learn extra jobs. You get and move money, up and extra money, right? For having different. Like I can, I can earn skill some sets. Skill sets, mm-hmm. right? So I can go and skill do, trades or something to the skill trades, not necessarily, but yes, that. But I can learn a skill like they have some called lockout training. Okay, right? Where I can learn um, to clean it under the machine, clean it under the machines, things of that nature, and I can earn extra earn extra money that way, right? So I may not be earning our hourly rate is the same, but I found a skill set that I can come in and only I can work an extra four hours for and do overtime. So that's how my money is going to differ. But the point, the fact to have the same hourly rate is what we're fighting for. You can still Dang. make a different wage. I don't know, right? Because because overtime <laughs> is, overtime is done by seniority. Everything is every every just humans in general always separate themselves in tears. Somebody always better. It's recent, bro. Not not well, not in the environment that we're in. You said yeah. better. Somebody always. We doing the same job on the line. We do. We doing the same. A union. That's what's called solidarity. That's what what we fight for. Everything to be the same. Here's an example. Unionism has socialism has a has a thread in unionism. Yeah, I'm not a socialist. I I, I know that you're not. But I know that you're not. But I'm just saying. But like me and Jay, let's say we both supervisors at the same job. I've been there three years. This nigga come in fresh off the streets. Well. He shouldn't be making the same thing y'all, that I'm making. Y'all, y'all salary employees. Y'all not hourly employees. We're hourly employees. Yeah, but everybody's salary ain't the same. That's what I'm saying. That's how you differentiate differentiate y'all. But we're hourly employees. Well, everybody hourly ain't the same because, like, I'm better than you. Like, I'm more productive than you. <laughs> what makes you what makes you better than me? Well, I guess I guess it depends. Oh, my because, goodness. Because, because no, no, the, well, I guess it depends because, because that, that I make goes, less errors. Because my shit, when the recall ain't happening because of me, when I'm painting this part, Every, it don't got to go back. Like, it yeah, ain't, no. and that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. When and, it's supposed and, to be and, four. If you go to school and you get a degree, that differentiates you. Okay? Now you're moving into another class. Other than that, I'm we're doing why, the same job. I mean, like, while you're actually on the job, let's just, so, all right. There's no incentives Skip for good Bayless, jobs. No. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp did the same job, do not get the same amount of money. People are tuning in to see one person. Yes, we do the same amount of we like if you go fucking Carmen Harlan makes more money than the new anchor that just got on and they do the same job. They're salary employees. They kinda mean they but get, my they're salary is higher than yours. They're not, they're not Sa- getting paid by, by the hour. Salary just means that this is all right. I I make seventy seven thousand dollars an hour salary. He makes eighty eight thousand dollars an hour salary. That means I don't have an incentive. I don't get an extra bonus. But that don't mean that we get the exact same money. Because some people, it can be your degree. That piece of paper makes a difference. But your actual worth ethic, like when you get a year end review. Or I guess it really—it's not like on the that industry. at the plant. I yeah, understand what you're saying, but that's and, and not the—that's not the concept. We, we're looking the, at it from our lens, and exactly, yeah, it's exactly. not there. You that's either do or you don't do in the plant because it's like a, a, a like office line. building. I know what y'all are saying, like yeah, yeah but employee our, our, other month and year, and <laughs> our worlds are our worlds are completely it's, different. It's different. So that's that's what I'm saying. I, I guess sometimes yeah. speaking from that place of ignorance, because like you know, we need to incentivize in a different way where. Because the skill set is different. Where what, what you're doing, what, I'm not saying that the skill set is different, mm-hmm. but if I'm doing the same job as well, me, lady me, to my left, we should be equal. Well, we me, should be equal somewhere yeah, in there. Let me explain to you how you how it's incentivized where we work at. We are, we make the same hourly rate, but with our seniority, um, the type of jobs that we can choose 
Yeah. Depends on how long we've been there. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Because so you that's, can't that's step a foot in, in BSR. But so so you if you're newer, you're going to get the lower grunt jobs, right? You're going to get the harder jobs. But as I, I work I there it. longer, I get it. I'll be making the same pay. Yeah, everybody in this department we'll, we'll makes be, we'll be whatever. Making, we'll be making the driving same driving the cars. We'll be making the same pay. That's what my homeboy do. Be on. racing them cars up the street. So hold on. So you may be making the same pay, but my department may be working. May make more overtime than your department work. Mm-hmm. So I might be trying to get into a department that works a lot of overtime, and you yep. may be sitting in a department that doesn't work like balance. You keep the overtime. I just need the money. But you understand. But that's how we differentiate. It's yeah. the, the time. I get that it. It makes sense. That yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense, and that that adds a different layer to my understanding. And different, like if you a cook or you a chef, like the top chef. Yes, we both make steaks. My shit different. Like I get paid but you, more, but you make steaks and I make salads. Yeah, right. You stay on the grill and I, but we're both cooks. Yeah, right. So that's that. that there's a difference there, right? But I'm, I mean, like we both cooks and we both responsible for getting something out to the to to the, to the table. But people coming in here for the fucking steak, that we eat a salad whenever. You know what I'm saying? And like, you got a place. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. It makes so also like if but, it's but on that's the that, line, that's that ego shit. You know what I'm saying? That's like I feel like I'm worth more than you because like of what I because of what I do. So if I'm in, we in sales, if I'm a sales manager, and we have the same job, me and another sales manager had the same job. We got the same amount of people on our team. We got a coach. We got to do all this, but I get my team to produce and bring in way more money. We not the same. I am better than you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's, that's a different that, that's, environment. That's, that's, commission, that's commission sales. Yeah, though, right. And you're, that's and you're, if you salary though. Like, as a salary person, you may be salary. Your your individual team may. But get usually, when, when you have sales like that, there's some sort of bonus that's tied yeah. to incentives yeah. and things like that. Or like that. ad exec, whatever the job may be, there are different levels and shit. But like, if you on the assembly line, and I'm assuming it's timed, it ain't. I can't be better. I got to do this shit in exactly Everybody. forty-two seconds. Everybody, exactly. There yes. is no better. Is no worse. Yeah. It's either you did Ain't no, or you're oh, not. Uh, thank you for not uh, getting this. Whatever. It didn't go you didn't go in red. So we're gonna seven do seven screws in yeah, here. Yeah, no. You put seven in this motherfucker every time. It don't yeah, matter. No. I don't I'll put eight this time. I'm Yeah, <laughs> no. Ain't no extra. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It make it makes you following uh, SWI. It makes I don't know what that means. Standard work instructions. Okay. Just right. keep doing your job. Yeah. Right. Basically. Right. Keep doing this shit. <laughs> but but the, the thing about it, we 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 strive for everyone to be as equal as possible, be as fair as possible. That's and the way we so. and the way we separate ourselves is the amount of time that we work for the company and and we call what seniority rules. Right. So your time differentiates yourself is is in this environment, it's not the smartest win. It's the who's been there the longest. I'm glad y'all was seeking um, clarification, though. Yeah, I, I I didn't want to. Because I didn't a lot of people commenting on yeah, this. Plant life is different, man. It just is. It is. And come from somebody who I was in commission sales for about 15, 20 years, then going into this environment, it's a totally different. I had such a different outlook on what the factory worker was because I had to, like, y'all just turn screws, you know? But when you actually do it, when you actually spend time in there and. I mean, it's not that it's as backbreaking work, but there the the type of things that happen, the environment that you work in, things of that nature, how it wears on your body, um, the interaction between you and management, and and, and I'm, people would tell me this before I got in there: you have to fight for your job every day, and I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. You literally have to fight for your job every day. You have to keep yourself from being fired. Give me an example. What do you mean? 
uh, with I mean that's that's the that's the process. The supervisors are there. They're not just there to make sure things run well, but they're also sometimes they're there to eliminate people, mm. eliminate high 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 earners. Mm. Right, you make a lot of money, or people. It can become personal things of that nature. So, I mean, Johnson, there was only six on that last time. Mm. Like no, nigga, it's seven. No, you, you gotta definitely stay on. But you game. have, but, but we're in, we're in a position where we, we're in an environment where we have to have a representative that represents us. Between management and us, you don't have that in at Macy's. We have somebody between you and the manager, right? You have somebody between the manager and the worker because it's that type of environment. Mm. Right? I got because you. because it's a corporation, all they know is is numbers and things like that. You're a number, but you need the your representative to say, "Hey, he's a human. He's having a bad day." Man, I used his to, dad um, died. His dog got ran over. That's why he's acting that way. Mm. Versus, you know, I've only worked. One and a half union jobs. When I worked at UPS back in the day, I was like eighteen. And it was like uh, this. <laughs> this is your union dudes. I was like, you can like this. I don't want to. And guess what? Like, you, I want to be. And guess, like, and guess you what? You ain't want to pay them union dudes. UPS does right. UPS is a union shop for sure. FedEx is not. I worked at FedEx right. after I left you. <laughs> right, but they, but is the, is the pay about the same? Uh, at the time, it was real. I won't get one of like 18. The other one, I was like 20, 21 and shit. So, the only reason why I'm pretty it's sure. FedEx, the, right. So, the only reason why FedEx pays that, because UPS has a union to make them pay that and to, to keep them competitive, to keep all their FedEx now, work, I did work. To keep all their FedEx workers from running to UPS, they have to pay them that. I did That's work the value of what unions are. I did work at a company who had, had some union shops and some non-union shops and the non-union shops always pay got paid more money than the union shop are we talking about the same company but yeah they would go out their way though to, it felt like sometimes they would go out their way to make the union employees like because they didn't want the union employees there they would do it they would do i i don't i didn't work for the company they didn't want the union the union may held the company accountable that's what the union does it holds the company accountable to whatever the contract says hey you violating the contract because we all we all know like um, from if you know about the thing that's going on with Stellantis on the east side with their um, the Jefferson plant where they have the uh, I read the paint that. shop about about the the smell and things of that nature. Uh, well, they is that is that Smack or is that it's, Jefferson? Yeah. It's Smack. They have a they just built they just redid a plant over there on the east side uh, where they build the Grand Cherokee L. Um, they have a plant shop and they came in the neighborhood. They um, hired people from the neighborhood, made like a big thing. But now the neighborhood is saying that they have a stench that's coming from there that's from the paint shop. Mess, mess with their quality of life. So what the company is, the, the government with the state is sending them fines, things of that nature, but the fines are so low, they'd rather pay the fines to fix the problem. Mm. Yeah, and that's across. That's the board. corporation, yep. right? So it's it's a money issue. It ain't a human issue. It's like no, they forget. just they just make it an expense. But how do you fix that? I don't know how you fix it. It's, it's probably an expensive fix is what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you fix it, but that's not the point. The point is the company would rather pay the fine because it's cheaper than to, than to make these people quality of life better. Yeah. So just say if they have to dispose of something a certain way and they do it another way and it's $10,000 every time they do it that way. They're gonna add that expense to their monthly expenses. Absolutely. Versus, to my bottom line. Yeah, that's crazy though. Like but, ten thousand dollars a day. But this and so now a, you just gonna pay the ten thousand. Little kid got asthma, yeah. right? Your now think help. about this. Whatever the old paint shop was, right? Whoever did this one fucked up. They didn't design that shit correctly, right? But the the original person who designed the other paint shop, where the, the fumes don't go into the neighborhood and don't destroy a family for ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years or whatnot. 
they probably got they may got paid twenty nine million dollars for that, and it's worth it because my job was so important that I got to think about thirty years in the future and where where are these fumes gonna go? What are these mm. chemicals and if like like that be the difference sometimes with pay? Like man, why this motherfucker deserve twenty nine million this year? Because I just made a a decision and. I figure out how to do this shit that's going to save this whole community or avoid an issue that could cost the company billions. Cause this shit is going not soon, mm-hmm. 15 years from now, there's going to be some class action lawsuit when everybody got asthma. That's going, Hey, yo, Stellantis, you're going to have to come out of $2.4 yeah. billion or whatever. And there is a person who got paid a lot of money to design something to avoid that. and fucked it up or whatnot. But that's why, my intellectual property, whatever it is, sometimes it'd be worth that but, because it'd be so many different things that I, that's above my pay grade, that I wouldn't even understand to think that's going to be a problem. But, in you're, the but you're not actually building that mechanism things. You may have came up with that idea, but you didn't build that mechanism to keep those fumes in. You had to have workers and you had to pay For them sure. to do things of that nature. And they say, because I got it, I get the $29 million and I give y'all five. You can't do it without us. Yeah, but you wouldn't. How do about they I mean. can they can pay them whatever right. they like. We ain't even arguing that. Yeah, just give us our fair share. For sure, got to be fair, and that's just bottom line. Fair exchange is no robbery. Right. If you if you come up with this idea, you know what? Kudos to you, but give the working class the fair share. That's all we asking. Yeah, that's it. Fair share, but give us back what you took. That's what's that's, that's what's the lost. argument. That's what's lost in sure. the sauce. Give us back what we already I, I, had. I agree. You all should get everything back that they took. That's but, the argument. But when I look at bargaining and when I look at negotiating, number one, you're only going to get what you negotiate, which you all are trying to do now. Mm-hmm. But to say, well, you all promised it. It's I don't want to say it's like hearsay, but like we ain't up. Like we made a bet, but we ain't never shake. Like I well, told well, you, the only well, thing it, the shake is the contract. So we didn't write it in the contract that it's gonna be back in the next contract. Then it's not that we gave it. It's not that y'all gave y'all it up. Took it, you gave it up. You did. It wasn't your fault. You didn't make the contract. So you I, wasn't Sean Fay. <laughs> so I, I get that. So me? so when you start doing business like that, we'll say we we have a an agreement. I don't know if it was written down, whatever the case may be. I obviously wasn't yeah, written I don't know the things of that nature. You know, because I wasn't there in 2008, but it also had government intervention involved as well, right? Government said certain things gotta be done for us to give you money, things of that nature. But when you give up those things, then you go get the money from the government. First of all, you double dipping, right? You got money from us and you got money from the government. You gave the government. Hey, you get, and you gave the money, money back. You, to the, you gave the money to the government. Dame can't say you just borrow money from. Like, look, that's me here, bitch. Oh, you feel me? <laughs> Let me borrow fifty bucks. But, but see, this is the thing about it. So all those things are okay for management ownership to do all these unethical things. But it comes to the worker, man. I don't know if y'all deserve. No, no, no. That. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's okay. You I'm not, not saying that it's okay. But what I'm saying is, it's like it's when it. And that's, that's the thing about with, with humans or, or us and the working class and people. It's always okay for management or the owners to make as much money as possible, things of that nature, because we always think that's going to be me. If it ain't going to be me, it's going to be my kids, right? But nine times out of ten, it's not. No, I don't. You're going to be in the working class. I don't think that way at all. Like, when I look at, like, an executive level position as opposed to, you know, whatever the tier or what they call it being in the plant and on the line, I don't think that one day I'm going to hit that executive level mm-hmm. point. I understand how businesses work in a corporate structure. I might make it to a manager. You know, I might be a, a, a team lead or something in here, but there is a ceiling, mm. you know, based on my skill set, my current education, there there's a ceiling. So I don't, 
I don't feel I don't look at it like okay. And your desire. Everybody don't desire to you, be you that. you're right. You're right. And all those things play into effect with how much I can expect to make. Uh I can't expect that I'm gonna make a, a CEO salary and I'm in, you know, uh uh I don't wanna call it grunt work, but I'm in uh a different type of environment. Uh I do I do believe everybody should get the things that they are asking for, but I think it's very hard to negotiate what they are supposed to get back when it's just like, well, we promise y'all, but y'all didn't amend that portion of the contract. Like we don't really, we could spoon feed it back to you. We don't necessarily have to give it all back to you now. And like, what, what can you do do about it? Does that make a difference in you guys' opinion knowing that fact? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make a difference in my opinion. I wasn't aware that, um, we gave in concessions to help out with mm-hmm. with the deficit on the promise that yo next contract we're gonna look at we're gonna look out for you. I think that should be if if it's I think a handshake should agreement be the, should be honored. I so, think that should be the leading thing. I didn't even know that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, a lot so of you, the so American you, public. Don't. So when you ask um, those things, what can you do about it? Strike. Yeah. That's to it. say this is why you're gonna see a lot of media coverage. They're gonna go to the people. That they feel have the least sometimes sure. intelligence. Yeah. Like oh, that's that's just video, a media tactic. $30 an hour. Who won't make $30? And I'm like, why would you go get this man out of everybody? Mr. Joe make $30 an I'm hour and saying. he talking to young girls all day <laughs> and, and driving the high low. But they go get those people and they like, oh, man, they a joke. Oh, they, you know. So, you know, I the think, details are, are I think they're very the, important. I think there is a bit of... um. Jealousy and insecurity wrapped up into this as well, there because is. the median income in the state of Michigan or Southeast Michigan, like fifty nine thousand. Right. So mm. if people make over fifty nine thousand, people make under fifty nine thousand. So somebody, so it's quite possible that somebody in a plant makes double than what insert other person who thinks they're blue collar. Yeah, because is working. they went to school, they pay a lot of money, yeah. got a lot of debt. So get when it. they say, "Well, wait a minute." I want what you have now. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and so you know how you get that? You unionize. What I'm saying is just like the example I, I gave with my man who taking the 40, like, hey, this is double what I make over there. Mm. Like, it's somebody looking at it like, no, I want that. Yeah. You, you tomorrow, you want X amount of percent higher, even though we got the numbers wrong. You want 43% higher. No, I want what you got now. It's always And it's level. a bunch of envy and not there's not a clear understanding. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know that it can be. The the president of UAW can't get on television and tell everybody the inner workings of the the contract disputes and everything like that because we voted. That's just not how which negotiations means we trust, work. We trust the leadership. Yeah, the people have the power. If we would have said no, we don't want a strike. There would not be a strike right now. Yeah, this is the people. It ain't the president. It's no. It's nobody in leadership. All of this is the people. The people got the power as long as they know that. Then we kind of have an upper hand there. The moment that we don't understand that value, then that's when we get to this dead, stagnant state where we don't make any progress in all of these years. I don't want that to happen at all because I don't want all my friends and loved ones to be in this state where they don't have the same amount of income coming in that they used to. Yeah, It's already hard enough going to work. Um, and I don't want Shit, man. people barely making it going to work yeah. every day. And I don't yes. want I don't want the big three to fail because by that default, 
it means Michigan films. So imagine if you you know you got work people who've been working there for a while and it's hard for them to make it. Imagine make somebody who making half than what you make. Yeah. And you got to work next to them every single day, and nah. they're literally getting. I mean, I know so many people who on a weekly basis saying they're getting put out their home. We got to get Ubers to work because they cars. They don't have you know. And I got a, a question, and they working forty hours a week. I got a question. We asked this a couple of weeks ago. Now, if I pay you a salary, at the end of the year, you made $89,000, which is $30,000 more than the median income in the state of Michigan. Is it my fault if you can't pay your bills? If the rest of the, 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 the country, I mean, rest no, of the state is able to, like, so sometimes, myself included, uh, we got more bills than we got money because we got because I be swiping, I be buying shit that I shouldn't buy. Mm -hmm. Like you make a hundred thousand dollar car, that does not mean that you should have a hundred thousand dollar car because mm -hmm. you make one at work. Like sometimes we spend with our eyes, and Absolutely. now we like, yo, I don't make enough money at work because I can't pay my bills. But the majority or, though, like you think that you think that's the thing for the majority. I, I honestly I don't know. have no idea. I don't know. But, 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 I literally have no but, idea. But, but, so I get what you're saying. Talking to y'all today, I think not. Yeah. We're talking about the 15. That, we're talking about that part-time worker. I'm telling you, my facility is more. If if they don't have part-time workers, they can't run. How many? How much? The percentage of the workers, how much percentage-wise is part-time? You think? Spitball, you ain't got to be exact. Um, we talking about half or under half? I, I, would, under, think, I under. would think I would think not half, but very close. I think under half. All right. I would think I would think very close. So whatever y'all do as a union, everybody's everybody's coming. So if we get if the if the under half get extra forty three percent, the well, over half get forty three percent too. Well, the, no, the, it's not to give the over half, the under half. 43%. We want to bring them up to what we're making if they've okay. been there long enough. Yeah. As well as give them an increase. Okay. That's right. that's respectable. Right. That's what we don't, we don't, I don't, we don't want, decent. we don't want nobody to say, hey, you only been here two years, don't make what we make. We want to be on the same level. So once we're on the same level, the next contract, we can fight for the same thing. Mm. As long okay. as we fight for different things, the company can kind of say, okay, we can get all no, that's tears. but that's what I needed. That's what tears. I needed to know yeah. because it's clear. Tears. Yeah, that's the clarity I need. That's what I was trying because long we can't. Won't we can't, he do it? We can't. We can't. Blood, clarity. sweat, and tears. <laughs> right. We can't. We can't fight for the same. We can't fight for a pension to get back a pension for everybody. If somebody's trying to fight for, I'm making fifteen dollars an hour. You're trying to get a pension. You know what I mean? I can't afford for y'all. I, I can't afford a dollar for dollar match. Right. I need. I need. Okay. I need to. I need to get to what y'all making, and then we can talk about. Making sure that we got running water in here because that's the issue where I'm that's working. That's crazy, at, right? You have water fountains that's in there. They taking them out, then they put water cools in there. But now the water cools are so decrepit and nasty and got all type of scum on it. Those things and those things have to be negotiated for. It's yep. not. It's not something like the company. We're negotiating. We're going to be happy and give y'all water. I just why. But that's what you understand. But see, these these are corporations. These people they are they don't think they're not real human people. They think like so, numbers. No, so even getting in it's, water. It's funny that you mention that because I got a friend of mine. He does a what is it? Independent contracting. Mm -hmm. You know, like he'll he's at a plant right now in Japan trying to, you know, look at ways to improve the plant. And he said, that's like one of the first things that he suggests they offer. Like, 
get them an ice water machine yeah. to help build morale with, yep. with your employees. Ice machines. Whatever job you go into, if you do a survey, they're going to say they got low morale. Yeah. That's, a, that's one of the leading things everywhere. But one of the things about me is... You said any workplace? Absolutely. Every workplace I've ever worked at, one of the things is, is always low. You do that employee survey, it's, ain't nobody happy. Ain't nobody happy. Well, I, really I'll say it's come from commission sales. When I worked in the car business, I worked as a couple of dealers, we were happy because we were making money. The the owner spent money on us. He would, like if we stayed late, he'd buy us food. He'd do things like that. He would give us bonuses if we stay in late. Whoever sells a car today, get an extra $100. You sell two cars, you, you know, so things like that. So it depends on the type of Owner ownership yeah. that you have, you know, I mean, corporate corporations are yeah. evil because they're not human people, man. They're not people, and people don't look at them like they. I just say this: they look at them as an entity. We talked about like I could never go into the army, right? I don't, I don't like uniform. I like the, I like to speak for myself. Individuality, yeah, and like I don't, the union is like I love when the people you un, you come together, unify. Like no, nah, we ain't got, but like I need to speak on my behalf. I don't. I don't. I can't have the third party speak on my behalf. <laughs> okay. I guess, so you I wouldn't it, want a union. I guess it. I don't it's, know, it's man. Not, I guess it's, it's one of those things where you just gotta we've cost ne- benefit analysis. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I look at like my feelings about a union because I've never worked in a union environment. Like I, I'll be completely honest. A job that I gotta like stand up, bend over, use my hands, and all that shit. I am not interested. <laughs> I ain't did shit but sit at a desk for most of my oh, adult yeah. life. Yeah, for sure. Behind but, a computer. So like when, and now I'm in management and I work with a union, and sometimes it feels like. I see both ends of it. I see the union trying to save and keep jobs and keep good people. And then on the other side, you know, I see employees that have been fired just, For you sure. know, justly, justly. Mm. And they grieve in this termination. Like the six months is going to take you to fight this and not get your job back. You, sh- you could probably it's just the fight, though. commit that to something else. Like to finding another job and you, you know, be I. But you just can't. That's you can't, union. You can't, you can't pick and choose, right? But but the thing is with unions, I mean, we gotta you gotta remember unions. They they brought you so much that we forgot so much that they brought us, right? Forty hour work week, the grievance process, things of that nature, collective bargaining, the ability. Just do your history on th- it. Things of that nature. They they brought so much to American society that we take it for granted. Like, uh well, you know, you know when like, the unions was first, so. It was one point in American history where all the skilled laborers was black, and then <laughs> all no. the skill there was a there was one hundred percent of time in this country where all the skilled laborers were black because the white folks did not I, do the I, work. I mean, you talking about you talking about slavery is what you call and right? I, I'm not, and I'm not going to equate that. That was no, no, no. That let, was me, let me slavery, let, brother. That was let me let me but, get but what I I'm saying. What saying. Okay, go ahead. So once that was over, and all the skilled laborers were out to make money, said so let's put some unions together. Because once you're inside of the union, you can't get this job unless you're in the union. So you niggas ain't coming over here and getting this particular job. Oh, so we're looking that. at the the uh, the 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 initiation or the. the so that's start why you don't union. like unions. You talk about the AFL. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's you like talk to the right one on now. That's the AFL, American <laughs> Federation of Labor. Is right, but they so, came out with the CIO too as well. What's the CIO? Uh, the coalition is the AFL-CIO. I'm looking it up because I don't want to mess it up. Yeah, you know, but like, so when we like, if you want to go to the genesis of it, I mean, the genesis yeah, of it was yeah. 
Uh, we got to figure out how to it evolve. All white they go, they go, because the corporation said they gonna take y'all jobs because they've been doing all the free labor for oh, yeah. four hundred years. Y'all ain't had to do shit. They know how to build. They how to they. We knew how to do everything, mm-hmm. and we created some unions. And you can get the fuck out of here because it evolved. Yeah, it, evolution, integration. That's what Congress, it's about. <laughs> Congress of Industrial Organizations is what the CIO is. Okay, right. But uh, you're absolutely correct. It was all white male dominated, keep the colors and things of that nature, out of things of that nature. But that's not. It's not what it is. What now. it is now. It ain't what it is. Right. Yeah. I would like to say that uh, I appreciate y'all, man, for coming in and shedding some light. Yeah, man. I definitely up, had a couple aha moments. I, I get it. I get clearing it. up some misconceptions and just giving um, a different look. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure our listeners uh, appreciate it as well. And I hope y'all get everything you're asking for. And I hope y'all I receive. And I hope y'all not off of work much longer so y'all can get back to living y'all lifestyles and doing what's needed to take care of y'all families. Yeah, for sure. I, I try not to ever use the word deserve because I don't know that anybody ever deserves anything. But the only thing that I can say somebody deserves is what's put in the contract. And somebody, you deserve what you agreed upon in the contract. So I hope y'all get the best contract for you mm-hmm. so that you get everything you deserve mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying in that contract appreciate it yeah thanks for having Thank we you. appreciate hey. that brother you gonna play with macho scent oh yeah let's see what, what macho oh, scent. Man, i don't know crazy shit uh let's see jay dame peace god smosh man real quick man i know jay didn't have a whose man's is this for last week I don't know if you got one for this week but we got to make up for last week man whose man's is these two Las Vegas teenagers who decided that they was going to go on a car stealing spree. And in the fourth car that they had stole, they decided they was going to randomly run down a, 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 a bicyclist. Little did they know that bicyclist was the former chief of police. Mm. And little did they also know they actually killed this motherfucker. Yeah. Lord rest his soul. I'm sorry. They actually killed this man. He was out there. I believe he was about 65 years old out there riding his bike. And they just, and la- they, they recorded the whole thing. It's on the internet. It's terrible. They like hit him, hit him. And they like actually intentionally hit. Recorded it. And probably unintentionally killed this man for no fucking reason, man. Mm. Whose man's is these, man? Mm. Little fuckers, man. Like it's getting, it's getting bad out here, man. Y'all don't hear about it a lot, but man, it's, it's getting bad out here, bro. Real bad. Well, who man's is this? Fuck them little dudes, man. They nobody told them to do that, man. They they didn't they didn't have to do that. So it's real deal. Fuck them. And you kind of feel sad because nah nah. I, I've been sixteen before. I've been seventeen before. I've done bullshit before. I've done wrong by people before, but never to this degree. And I ain't judging, but. Man, fuck them little dudes, man. Who man's is these? We are judging. You can't be mm. crashing out. Yeah, we played that at the exact right time because I was about to go into Whose Man's Is This, but Whose Man's Is This is brought to you by Monch this week. That's fucking crazy, dog. Yeah. That's well, crazy. you know, sometimes if you maybe had two parents or had a parent at home, one parent at work. There you so go. Had both parents, you know. I mean, we talked about unions and things that they create and things of too much, things of that nature. But, I mean, one of the, the pillars <laughs> of, of our society, you know, Two two families, two, two family, family homes, home, two family homes, yeah. things of that nature. I mean, that's what we're missing, man. I mean, I, rem- I, I can almost guarantee that 
They're probably from single parent households. I remember my mother retiring or taking a buyout from Michigan Bell, AT&T at the time, mm-hmm. right before I went into ninth grade. Michigan Bell. Yeah, it was probably yeah. Michigan Bell. Yeah, I remember right, that. right before I started I ninth did. grade. And I was so pissed that she was going to be home every day, every day, because like she was going back to school and then she eventually became a teacher. But I was so <laughs> pissed that my mom was going to be at home wow. knife and temp because I had plans on fucking in the house. Right. And I was so mad that she was going to be there. And now where I'm supposed to lose my virginity at. Because my mama at home, but like having her there at home has so many advantages. I didn't have to ride the bus home every day. Sometimes she gonna come pick me up by time, or by time I make it home on the bus. Like nigga, when I'm putting my key in the door, I can smell that there's food ready because mm. mama been at home all day. And we, you know, granted I took it for granted then because I had my own for sure. ill intent. But like, do. but like having her there made life easier. Man, I. Uh, both my parents worked my whole entire life. You feel me? So, um, I we've talked about this on the pod a bunch of times. I think single-handedly we can fix the majority of issues that we have in this country with Black America just by um, whenever you have a child with somebody, y'all stay together and y'all live under one roof and like have two incomes. Um, I think that fixed just about everything. It fixed poverty. Going to school, going to high school, getting a, a high school diploma, having a full-time job, and not um, having um, a baby until after that is done, you statistically will not be in poverty. Two incomes better than one. Absolutely. So you should be able to make it on one income, though. Right? I mean, why? I mean, we should... Well, I think the only reason that we made it on one income before is because women weren't allowed to work. The woman was at home because she could not go to work. Mm, we were living mother, in a society well, where my, my mother could <laughs> go to work and she did. We made it on one. Well, I mean, that was a little bit. I mean, you know we in the same yeah. age range, but like it was a point in time where women could not work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but I mean, I just, I just think is, I think we should. It shouldn't be mandatory to have a good lifestyle to have two incomes. It just shouldn't be that way. I mean, there, there's. I mean, for a lot of, for it depends enough, on what you feel like is a is a good lifestyle too, because everybody's it depends, ideal is yeah. different. Like my, well, you should be able to. You should be able to take care of your home properly. Um, you should be able to at least do one vacation a year. Like at least have an automobile, things, those type Let of things. Let me ask you a question. Then. Just quality of life. Do you think everybody has the opportunity to do that? Everyone, yes, in America, yeah, has the opportunity. Yeah, sure. So when you everybody has that opportunity, if you make different choices in your life where that's not your current lifestyle. Who fought is that? So some some people may have the opportunity to come several times to them, and some people just may have that opportunity, right? Because all things are, are, aren't equal. You know, that opportunity may come past me just one time. Mm-hmm. It may come past me being in the, the type of school district that I'm in that I was subjected to, things of that nature. It may not come as often if I'm in um, a, a school district like a Cranbrook or like a Cranbrook schools, things of that nature. So, I get it. I mean, I know a whole bunch. Of I mean, but who, I mean, I know, I know you. I yeah. knowing you about self accountability and things of that nature. I get that, right? Yeah. But we only strong as our weakest link, you know. And we and and we do know as brothers that as black folks, we've been through a lot, a lot, a lot, especially as brothers in this country. And it's some fair. of us are stronger than others. Yeah. Right. And yeah. some of us, and some of us are a little bit more traumatized. We talked about Tupac, right? Than than others. Some people mm-hmm. have had, like this brother made it out, but 
there's a lot of Tupacs out there that didn't make it out, that didn't make it, didn't have the poetic skills and things of that nature. Man, and they out think, there sticking up people because that's all they know. When you think mm-hmm. about it, did Tupac ever actually make it out? Mm. 25 years old. Mm-mm. Murdered. Gunned down. I knew he was going to throw something extra in there. All right, Uh-oh. yo, music peak of the week. Uh, uh, I sent this? you my music pick of the week. Dame Dollar, farewell. Dame just got recently traded to Milwaukee. They looking like they might come out the East this year now. All right, let's take a listen with Dame. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I be in pocket most days, but I got some nutty in me. That's why I pull up in that butter Bentley, yeah. It's that perfect balance shit that all you busters envy. And I'm still cooking shit just like my cousin Kenny. Past the stage of thinking about who was and wasn't with me. Solo mission with my kids, I know they fuck with Disney. Cut from a cloth that guarantee we cut in history. The way these dreams is unfolding, gotta pluck or pinch me. Big dollar, not the little one, come to eat just like a pilgrim. Whole entire family know I willed them out the ghetto, but can't take it out of nigga. Every state they cop a picture, a lot of grace in my charisma, I was heaven sent. The accolades across my letterman, indicative of blessings in. Touched by the man, not a reverend. All the ties that I've been severing ain't worthy to follow me in the rooms that I'm excelling in. It's nothing fake people can offer. If they get boxed in with me, I may turn into Crawford. All the shit that's Yo, uh, on this particular song, Dame has got his uh his Drake flow on. Yeah. Uh I like Dame, Dame can rap. He can rap. Like he's the best rapper who plays basketball person ever. I would maybe he up there for maybe best best athlete that raps. That's what I mean. Sha- Shaq might be the number one spot. No, he's not. Shaq got platinum, and I'm not going. I'm not going to discredit that. Shaq, Shaq got platinum. So yeah. we talking about rapping, and then you went to an accolade. Who raps better? Dame raps better. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> he just does. So what y'all think about Kobe? Kobe, Kobe didn't rap good. Too? No, you ain't like Kobe. Not at all. Shout out to Kobe and his Italian. Not at raps. all. <laughs> uh, but no, that wasn't necessarily my flavor. <laughs> Kobe could have kept all that. Today is also the, I think, the 35th anniversary of MC Hammer's uh, album, Hammer Don't Hurt Him. So, little fact, I was with a friend of mine. I was at her house, and we looking through some pictures, and she showed me, like, her cousins got married about six months ago. So, I'm just flipping, like, they got a photo album of the wedding. So, I'm just flipping through the pictures, and I'm like, man, this nigga right here look like MC Hammer. She's like, it is. That's my Uncle Stanley. Uncle Stanley, that's crazy. And I thought that was Stanley Burrell. Yeah, I love, I love uh, MC Hammer. I seen somebody say MC Hammer had said something on Twitter, and somebody was like, called him a one hit wonder. It was like, chill off a such such sit down for a one hit wonder. He was like, well, I've had at least nineteen charted hits. Hey, which hit? Made you wonder. Hammer was an <laughs> error, bro. For Man. real. He was an error. They, they may have forgot about it. It was quick. Man. But he was an error, bro. They did forget about it. Hammer bought his whole, bought all of Oakland to your town, uh-huh. gave you a show. Hammer dissed all of your favorite rappers on Let's Get It Started, and nobody did want it. No problems with Hammer, Stanley. MC Hammer saved lives and saved his community by taking all those niggas, and I use that word not loosely, uh, out the ghetto. And showing them a different life and taking them on the road saved lives. Legitimately saved lives. We taking people out of the road, take them out of the hood, on the road, show them a bit a, a different living, a better way to live. And even if it was just for a summer or two summers or three summers, 
A lot of shit that could have happened if they were just hanging around in the hood in Oakland in the early 90s did not happen. I want to hear no MC Hammer disrespect. I love MC Hammer. MC Hammer is a great man. And um, who did not grow up with him in the Walkman? It just is what it is. And come to Oakland talking that shit. Hammer, press you at the airport. Yeah. So at the end of the show, we always get an opportunity for our guests to go first, give out their socials if you also choose to. If people want to follow you, get in touch with you, learn more about you. Ladies first. Yeah, she's good at that. Um, so uh Vaquita Q Taylor. I am on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. I just released my first book. It's called I Want My Own Husband, Mindset and Standards on Marriage. It's for women and men. Okay. Single and married. All of the above. Uh, www.thecreativeemotions.com is where you can purchase my book. I want my own husband. Yes. Don't want to share it with nobody. Mindset and Standards on Marriage. Okay. Okay. And, uh, it's $15. And, and my podcast is every Wednesday at 6 o'clock on Creative Emotions, and that's on YouTube. Okay, that's what's up. And I got a poetry night every other Friday. It's called Poetry and Conversations. Well, it's a good, nice vibe, grown-up conversations. We have um, people write down what they questions they have on a piece of paper, put it in a bag. I call poets up, and then I have time for conversation. So we pull the conversation. We literally pass the mic, so it's open mic all around the board. Where's this at? It's in Detroit, 21573 Grand River. The next one is October 13th. Okay. $10 entry. Man, one of the one of the great times in my life when I was coming of age, uh, thinking I was an adult. Uh, I was an adult, but the poetry nights on Wednesdays, they used to be at the right above the Key Club. Man, mm. those are some of the best times in my life. I yeah. love. Oh, it's a I good love, vibe. I'm a, we're going to have to figure pull it out. Pull up, yeah. We, were, we record on Fridays, but we're we going to figure it out. We're going to pull it up. Yeah. Right on, and my name is Kennedy, just like the president. I am Kennedy Like on Facebook, and that's all I have. I don't have anything else. I'm not all the other social media, but I do host the world's greatest and the number one labor focused podcast. It is called This Is What We Do. I am on Facebook. Look us up on Facebook at This Is What We Do on Facebook every Sunday live at four o'clock and four to five. That's Thank y'all. That's what's up. Thank you for coming out. It's your man Dame three underscores three one three on all the socials that matter. Uh, record a new episode of Dame After Dark real soon. Uh, the Ur- the Urban Podcast uh, Fall Event uh, October fifteenth Sunday October the fifteenth from four to seven p.m. Heavy House Studios. Um, it's gonna be uh, this week in culture shop talk. Um, breaking the machine, um, conversations with Tim Bridge, uh, Barry and the Uprising Network, views from the thick, views from the thick, a bunch of different podcasts, sharing information, uh, how to grow your podcast, how to grow your audience. Uh, it's a podcast mixer, so other podcasts are going to be in the building. The best place to promote your podcast is on another podcast. Uh, so, oh, you, you restarted should, the song. Yeah, I did. You know, Apple Watch shit. You feel me? Uh, the best place to promote your podcast is another podcast. So come out, um, rub shoulders with other people in the same industry. This is the urban podcast, so we all look the same. And uh, come meet, come meet, greet, learn, and uh, have a good time. Yeah. yeah, that's all I got, man. Um, shout out to our guest again, man. We definitely appreciate you. I thought about your podcast specifically because y'all been doing it for a while, and it's not a, a UAW pod. Well, it's not a a labor podcast specifically because that's what y'all going through right now. 
that's just what it's been. And I always thought that was very interesting conversations. You got like a, a real intelligent group of folks that be here, and uh, I, I really enjoy it. So I'm glad you were able to, to come in. Absolutely. Um, and uh, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dang. Hell yeah. Peace.